from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week in Nintendo Main, my Switch has gone drifting again. Ugh. Watch out, Valve. Apple's here to slay my Switch. Get out of here and have a drink, my old buster. Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 282, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about getting used to regular life again and all that. At least that's just for me. But uh, we are your hosts. I'm Trey uh, New Car Who Dis Johnson. I'm Jeremy Musical Mikowski. I'm John Man of Fighting Knitter. Man of Fighting. Sounds like a movie starring Henry Cavill in Man of Fighting, the sequel to Man from Uncle. This is Man of Fighting, Man From Fighting. So we're back again to talk about more stuff, and let's talk about, start off the show like we normally do, and talk about games that we bought and games that we've been playing. I didn't buy a game, but I bought a car. Well, Jess and I, we brought a car together. It's kind of a game. It's pretty cool. We have two cars now. It's a a neat world that we live in. Two switches, two cars. We uh, We can actually go do things whenever, well... When well, I can actually go get stuff, it's the most exciting thing now. I'm not like stuck at home. If, if like I want to buy food, I can go buy food. If I want to go grocery shopping, I can do that. Or I could go like, I could just randomly go to a used video game store if I had more expendable income, which I don't as of right now. But if I did, I could because you bought go a car. there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, you bought the car to hold all the games, but now you can't afford the games to fill up yeah. the car. But yeah, oh, we no. we have two cars. What so. kind of car do you get? Uh, we got it. We basically got the same car that we had before, except it's four years newer. So now we have two CRVs. <laughs> so one of them is twenty. I have two CRTs. One of is uh, yeah, and those are much cheaper. It's uh, one of them is uh, 2010, and the new one is 2014. It has Bluetooth now, so I can listen to Nintendo Main in the car without a plug. So there you go. You wow pretty cool cast from the internet straight to your speakers yeah bluetooth is pretty cool it's weird because it'll also sometimes randomly play songs off your phone that you didn't pick whenever you get in the car so that's interesting (laughs) like Like, anything you have saved on your phone well you know i have like on my music that i have on my phone i have like i don't know five million songs on there or something like that it'll just randomly play a song it'll just randomly just get in your car and two princes starts playing well, I don't have that on my. I don't have that, so it would never play that. That's all you have. It's not in my music, so it would never do that. But no, I like like the second time, like the second time I got in the car, it just randomly started playing a Kirby song, like really loudly on the stereo, and I'm like, "What? Okay." From uh, Kirby's Adventure, so yeah, That's sometimes it randomly plays stuff, or sometimes it'll randomly randomly play podcasts. It's hard to tell when you have a when you have a Bluetooth car, you know. Like sometimes it just plays shit out of nowhere. That's so that's kind of funny. That'll just come out of nowhere. It's like, oh yeah. Does right. happen with Jess's phone too? 
Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if we have, well, hers is connected, but she hasn't used it as much. Like, it's just, I've, I've mostly been driving it, so it hasn't randomly, like, she only used it when we bought it and drove it back. So it seems to be kind of random as to whether it will start playing stuff randomly or not. So I don't know, but it's cool. It's uh, now I can drive around places and hopefully I'll get to pay some visits to used game stuff. I can try to keep up with Jeremy's purchases of music games. Actually, I'm kidding. I'm not going to buy. I'm not going to buy that many music games ever. But well, I could car with electric guitars and drum kits. But I could all the go. good stuff. Yeah, I have I have drum kits and electric guitars already. I already have too many of them. Need to get rid of them. You don't have your Moog anymore. I don't know. You totally could have toured with your Moog in your your car. I sold it to Mummy Troll. Remember, <laughs> I sold it to that band called Mummy Troll. Yeah, some like Russian band. They went on tour with it. At least it went to a good place. That's that was what was good about that. <laughs> it's getting played on stage. Yeah. yeah, but aside from cars, at least my new car doesn't drift. <laughs> I noticed that uh, recently. From playing uh, Skyward Sword, I noticed that my fucking right Joy-Con is has got the drift. Uh, Started drifting. We should we should start keeping track of like how long it takes for for a for a Joy-Con to get drifty. Because I don't know, I don't remember when I put this one on there. Individual Joy-Con updates every week. We should like whenever I get a new Joy-Con, I should just write it down, like make a note of it, and just see how long it lasts before it gets drifty. Because you know, I don't really. I don't use my Switch handheld very much at all, but I was playing Skyward Sword handheld at, at uh, Jess's friend's house the other day, and I noticed that Link was randomly pulling the sword out without me actually pressing the uh, analog stick. So I was like, uh-oh, wait, what's happening here? So in, in Skyward Sword, you have to hold L to use to do the um, camera, you know, so I hold held L. And I kind of moved around the, the, the joystick a little bit. And then all of a sudden, the camera just started, like, circling around Link, like, really slowly. And I'm like, oh, no. Okay. So there's the very beginning of the drift has happened on my right on my right Joy-Con. That sucks. Yeah. So and I, and I don't even know. I don't even know how long I've had it on there for. And I don't really, you know, like I said, I don't play handheld that much. Which set of Joy-Cons is it? Is it the green and pink ones? It's the, the orange I'm I'm on the purple and orange one, which were the newest ones that I got. These? The green and yeah, those ones. My orange one is the drifty one. Oh, so the purple one is still intact actually. But the green and the pink ones, they both went drifty. So yeah, I guess I could go back to because I don't think the original ones ever went drifty, because I didn't use them enough. The the gray ones that I got, and because I because I, I automatically wanted to get new colored ones. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could put the gray one back on there or something, but it's not really to the point that it's that noticeable. Like I said, it would just it, Link would just pull the sword out and just walk around with the sword, you know. And then you hit B, and then the sword automatically comes back out. So it's obvious that the joystick is moving on its own. And then I started doing the camera thing, and I noticed that it was kind of moving. But it but it doesn't always do it. But I think it's like down, maybe it's it like keep pressing down. It's something that you'll notice for sure when you start when you start trying to play Mario Party games and stuff with it. You know, that's when it gets gets annoying when it needs to be more precise, or whatever. But maybe that's where it came from from all the Mario Party stuff that we did with the Joy Cons by themselves. But it sucks. I don't want to buy another Joy Con. I guess maybe I could try taking one apart and putting the paper in there and all that shit and try to fix it that way. I got a set. I'll sell you for a hundred bucks. 
<laughs> he still got yours. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they I didn't go back this week. I could have bought them for a hundred bucks. <laughs> well, then I'd be a hundred bucks uh, broker right now. But uh, yeah, no, I could I could have bought them. I don't know. I'm I'm not in, I'm not in the market to buy new Joy Cons. Maybe I'll try to send send some into Nintendo and see if I can get them fixed or something like that. I really don't want to buy another set of Joy Cons. Like seriously, they're like eighty dollars, and I don't want I don't want like eight Joy Cons. I have six. Don't you have a when you have a couple that are currently broken, not working, right? You can send them all in at once. Yeah, that's that's what I was wondering. Like maybe I can look into that a little bit play. more and try to just send, or I could at least send in like the pink and the green one, you know, because I'm not send using them all those. In. I'm not using them it, and just some, be like that makes your case more. If you send in, here's all the broken Joy Cons that <laughs> here's, I have. Here, here's Here, four, take here's, them all. Here's four Joy Cons that are all, that are all drifty. Fuck you. Fix them. Yeah, because Jess has the drift one too. Because I bought her the I bought her the um the one that has the better uh joy that has the better control pad on it, and that's the one that she uses. The one that doesn't work by itself, you know. Mm-hmm. That's because they're only like twenty dollars. Oh, that one got drifty too. No, that one didn't get drifty. That's the one that she's been using, and it hasn't drifted yet. But her original one, the 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 uh, purple one, got drifty. So, so we switched it out for for that other one because it's way cheaper. You know, you could just buy them for twenty dollars, and then you also have a better control pad for for Mario Maker Two and all that stuff. So, that's what we were doing with that. But yeah, that happened with Skyward Sword. I have some Skyward Sword stuff too to talk about. Do you want to talk about it? We should talk about it at the same time, right? Even though I, I feel right. kind of bad. Count of three. I, I feel bad because I'm, I'm like a little bit ahead of you on uh, Skyward Sword, and I don't want to like ruin your enjoyment of Skyward Sword by. I mean, you're not going to ruin anything by telling you what's going to happen after where you're at. <laughs> right I mean, now, I've gotten all the way to the final boss. Talked oh. about it on the expansion pack. I got... played through this whole game. I just couldn't beat the last boss. Oh yeah, no, I mean like. On the refresh on this on the second time around, you know, because right because I was having a lot of fun with Skyward Sword up until the third temple, and then after that it starts to get real. It starts to be like super repetitive. I was really mad that they made you go back through the very first dungeon again to get oh, you something. Have to go through the whole dungeon. Yeah, you do. You have to go back oh, you into have to the, get the dungeon. Water, right? Yeah. You probably remember, remember that. that part. Yeah, we have to get this, this. You have to get the special water for the water goddess or whatever. But they mm-hmm. send you into the first dungeon again. But also, one of the locked doors is locked again, so you have to go look and find, try to find this key, which I couldn't find. I ended up just looking looking at it online because I was so annoyed by playing the same dungeon again that I was just like, I don't care. I'm just going to look online and see what this stuff is because I want to get out of here. I don't think I care about looking online for this game. Yeah, and also. Uh, I had to do the propeller thing. You have to, you like once you get. So you have the gust thing, right? From the third, from the third one. Okay. No, I haven't. I haven't started the third dungeon. I'm a, I'm working my way to it. Okay. You you get this gust thing in the third dungeon, where you can like blow air at stuff. Mm-hmm. And the and the part after that is you have to like rotate these two um, windmills to face a certain and way. To back op- at the back at Skyloft. Yeah, at Skyloft. But in order to in order to move both of them, you have to get a propeller that's also in another spot that you've already been to. So you have to go back and go to like the mining area and find the propeller, and then you bring the propeller back, and that opens an entrance into the bubble thing in the middle, which that is like the storm area that I think John was talking about last week. Except I didn't see a wind fish yet. There were no there were no fish in there. He's but, but you go in you go in there, and there's the storm level where everything's like lightning and all that, and you have to do another thing. 
that takes you to another thing that will that gives you the ability to swim and then you can swim and then you find the, the water person and then you have to go back to the first dungeon again and get the key and go all the way to the end and get the water and take it back to the... <sighs> oh yeah, and there's tiers of light also. There's also 15 tiers of light in there in there as well that you have to collect. I think it's called tiers of furor, but they're also... They are tiers. They call them that. And you have to do that also. Which actually was didn't seem that bad. I did it all in one go. Like I didn't... I didn't uh, lose at all. But it's where you have to sneak around and those are guardians that if they catch you, you get have to start all over again and all that shit. And yeah. It's just kind of reminding me of all the stuff that I don't like about Skyward Sword. <laughs> so, But I made it to the fourth dungeon finally. And then by the time I got there, I was like, I'm kind of tired of this game. So I took a break. But uh, yeah, I'm, at the, I'm at the part where you have to turn the three wheels in order to turn the main wheel in the desert. So I'm trying to find the third spot for whatever reason I'm having oh. trouble finding it. Oh yeah. No, I think it I think I know what you're talking about. We have to bring the power back to the generator or whatever. Yes. Yeah, this I actually looked online for that because one of them's kind of tricky. Like I don't think I would have found it if I didn't look online. But one mm-hmm. of one of them's in a weird spot. It's like by the way where you enter, but it's mm-hmm. but the way you get there is kind of strange. I don't know. It, I had to I had to look it up because I was just I was just running in circles, and it, it might be the same one that you, that you're missing. I think that's where I'm at right now. It yeah. probably is. Yeah, the one where you like push in the thing and you twist it, and you know, mm-hmm. where you would. So if that's it the part was, I'm on now. Yeah, where you would if it was motion controlled. So I haven't made a whole lot of progress since last week. I guess I well I beat the first dungeon and the second dungeon, so I guess I made some progress. But oh yeah, and I'm the kinda... and I fought the imprisoned for the first time. So there's this, there's that I could just destroy those weird uh, grape toe beans of that character. <laughs> this they they look like giant grapes, and you hit them and they explode, and it's weird. Yeah, it's a strange character. Yeah, the imprisoned is weird, and you have to fight the prison in prison multiple times, which also sucks. It always sucks when you have to fight the same boss over and over again. That always annoys me in any game. So that's kind of the. I don't know. It's the it's the uh, phantom hourglassness of this one. Where you have mm-hmm. to do the same thing over and over again, but it's different every time. But it's still the same thing, and it's stupid. You're on. It's like the spiral thing that you run up, and it's like going up there, and you have to like stop it from getting to the top, and you have to destroy the weird grape toe beans, and then it like falls down and and like moves around. You gotta like jump on its head, and you gotta hit the stick that's stuck in his head. Yeah, you got to pound that that stake into the head, and you have to like seal it again with your skyward sword movement. There's a lot of weird shit in this game, and not weird in a good way. It's just like I don't know. And I I remember thinking like I was like, well, I haven't seen the imprisoned yet. And then and then right after the third level, the third one, it's like, well, here he is. Time to fight him. So I wonder how much how often you have to do it. And I'm already feeling kind of repetition because yeah, there really is only like three areas, and you just kind of go back there and you find new spots in. The, in the three areas and that's kind of like like we were saying before it really does feel like they made less area because they needed they wanted to make the graphics look better so they gave you less area to walk around that's that's what i thought at the time that it came out and i think that's and the dungeons still the seem case. like they're an okay size for what they are sure but i mean but the areas it's not like i don't know i think there's more area in twilight princess than in this game mm-hmm. like for you to walk around on you know i think so but they, but I think they were trying to make the game look better than Twilight Princess to not look like as much of a GameCube game, I guess. But whatever, I it's don't know. It's like more condensed. Yeah, they're con- yeah more condensed, so they can try to make stuff look a little bit better. 
I'm sure. I mean, I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna finish the game, but I did kind of start to get to the point where I was like, okay, some of this stuff is really annoying. I'm starting to rem- remember the annoyances of of a Skyward Sword. So, so I decided to take a break from it for a while. I stopped playing it once I got to that fourth dungeon. I'll probably play around at the fourth dungeon a little bit while I'm editing or something like that. But I don't know. It, it just it just kind of sucks that there might be a fourth area. I, I'm sure there's a fourth area that opens eventually towards the end. But it just kind of sucks that there's not really anything new for me to see because the tablet's all put together. There's only three pieces of it, yeah. you know. And that happens really early. Yeah, and it happens like halfway through the game. So it's like, uh, okay. I hope I'm not halfway through the game already well isn't that i mean how that's i mean that's how most zelda games work right there's the three things that happens Mm -hmm. and then there's the and there's the whatever the half point and then there's the next part that's like four or five dungeons and then it's over Mm -hmm. so i guess you could say it's like the first third of the game or something like that but i i I thought that skyward sword was shorter than than a lot of the other ones just because there was less to do on it but i don't know I think we. I think when I called you, uh, I think when I called Jeremy drunk uh, Saturday night or Friday night or whatever day that was, um, we talked. We talked about it for a second, like how long the game was or how long it said it was on the internet. Yeah, you looked it up, and I was like, that can't be true. It said like fifteen hours. Yeah, it's. I think it said like. That's not true. It said thirty. No way. Not it's, fifteen. It said thirty hours, and. I've played and I and I put like twenty six hours into the game, so that can't be true. That's what I'm saying. It said thirty hours for the main story, and I'm like, but I've already almost put thirty hours into the game, and that can't just be all the time that I spent going back to town and buying bombs for that second level, you know. So I don't know. I guess I should I should look at how many actual dungeons there are in there. I'm guessing there's only six, maybe seven. That's what I'm thinking, but but I don't know. What else? I mean, how how have you felt about Skyward Sword? Do you have anything else to say about it? Not really. I I think I'm still in the fun part of the game. Like I got the once I got the beetle upgrade where you can pick up stuff. Like that is so fun. That's such a cool item. Um, probably one of the coolest Zelda power ups that I that exists in any of the 3D games. Because you can drop bombs so, on people with those. Yeah, things. It's fun. yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, it's like you have a radio control airplane pretty much that you can drop bombs from. So that's really cool. And I do like all the time shifting stuff. Like we've talked about, like this is one of the cooler parts of it's a really cool mechanic. So, uh, I also am happy that I'm getting more acclimated to the controls and I'm not doing dumb stuff as often. Although I still get thrown off when it comes time to use a bomb. Like, just oh yeah, bombs are so weird in this. <laughs> yeah, because you gotta because you gotta hold one thing and press another thing, and then and yeah, and you're either throwing it or you're rolling it. And I mean, I do like the option of rolling it versus throwing it. That's really cool, but it, it just it adds too many inputs to to mix up. Yeah, I like the rolling option though. I think it's really neat to to be able to roll the bomb, and and the bomb doesn't actually start like counting down until you release it, which can mm-hmm. be kind of annoying for some puzzles, but. It's it's not, you know, there's less of a chance of it exploding in your hand, you know. And also, if you, like, accidentally screw it up, you can just pick it back up and put it right back in the in the bag and then re-pull it out again, you know, and then it won't go off. Like, there's, there's right, which I'm cool. glad you talked about that last week because it doesn't, it, it does mention it briefly, but it doesn't even show a button prompt on screen when you're holding a bomb. It doesn't say, like, press B to, to store 
or anything like that, which I'm surprised it doesn't. So I wouldn't have even figured that out there. Yeah, th- there's some stuff they just don't tell you. Like that that rat guy or whatever that's in the ground that like talks to you about bombs and stuff. You would think that he would tell you something about how to get bombs, but he doesn't really. Either that or I just missed it. He does the first time you talk yeah. to him, but it's before you ever get a bomb bag. I think it's like, pretty quick, yeah. You get a bomb bag like maybe 30 minutes after that. Because when I, when I got stuck in the first dungeon again, the second time through, you meet one of those rat guys, and he keeps talking about how he buried a key somewhere, but he won't tell you where it is. And he's like, if only I had a map. And it's like, I have a map. Like, why can't I show him my map? And I just couldn't figure out what to do. And it's really dumb. Like, it's just a stupid thing that you just have to go into this one place that I didn't realize that there was a thing to do in there, and it was dumb. But that's what I had to look up online. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure I'll play it. I'll play it somewhat before next week. But I was just, I was like, I needed a break from it. I mean, I had already put like 20 hours into it without really playing much of anything else. So I was ready to take a break. I mainly bought this game to beat it. <laughs> yes, to, to finally, yeah. And it, yeah, I mean, that's why I buy most games. But I, I don't care if I have to look online. Yeah. To get to the bat to the boss again because I've been there before. I know I can do it. Sure. I just want to beat the boss. Yeah. Like the shame can be washed away finally. And a lot of it, it's nice to just not have to look at anything. You know, it's like you can just figure it out or the game can present it to you in the right way and all that, you know. Yeah. I mean, if I'm in the mood for the mystery, then I won't look online. And then if I get frustrated, I will. Mm -hmm. And some of the stuff, like the reason I did have to look online as to where the propeller was, because it didn't make any sense as to where it was, because it's, you know, there, it says that the propeller fell off of the windmill, and directly below the windmill is, like, the forest area. So I went to the forest area because I thought that would be where the propeller landed. But, no, the propeller's, like, way ass on the other side of the world in the mining area, which which doesn't make any sense. Because if it fell off of the fucking Skyloft Island, shouldn't it have just, like, fallen straight down into what was under it? I don't, I, I don't know. And I, I just got tired of looking around the forest one where I'm like, okay, this is stupid. I'm just going to look at where it's at because I'm tired of going and looking at stuff that I've already done. And I was tired of dousing because I wasn't finding anything with my dousing. So, whatever. Yeah, and you have to douse for the water too, which is so much fun. But I took a break from that and I started playing Ease 9 again. And uh, it's uh, it's Ease. It's still It's still fun. It kind of feels like a superhero game at times because you can because uh, you can run up walls and you can float around kind of like Batman, like you can glide with your uh, hawk wings and stuff like that. And I also just unlocked uh, Detective Vision, which is pretty much the same as it's not called Detective Vision, but it looks like Detective Vision from the Batman games, from the Arkham Asylum games, and all that stuff, where you can see through walls and and that sort of thing. So it's pretty cool. And I finally got out of the city and it started to feel more like ease to me. Like it has had like the more guitar heavy rock stuff and there were more there were more like creatures running around. So and I did a stream of it finally. I streamed something last night for a couple hours. So Oh very get, nice. Getting back into that streaming stuff. I, I did a poll on uh on uh Twitter about it and Ease was in the was in the was in the running. I think it ended up tying with another game, but I yeah. So I played Ease for a couple hours on on stream just because haven't done it in a long time, and it's cool. the the story The story's getting pretty interesting. You know, it's uh, you're these monstrum characters that are that are like uh, stuck in this 
city that you were arrested in and and there's two adults for some reason like there's one adult that's still arrested so you so you kind of like walk you get to explore the prison with an adult that doesn't that doesn't uh, upgrade doesn't get any experience and experience points and doesn't have any special moves or anything like that it kind of reminds me of some of those levels in paper mario where you would go around as the princess in between things and you don't have all you know and you can't fight anybody and stuff like that it kind of reminds me of that yeah, where you're putting the cake stuff together, like in the very first Paper Mario in '64, where you walk around Bowser's castle, like in between stuff. It kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of that. I don't know why there's two adults, but I'm sure they'll explain that later. But it kind of reminds me a little bit of of eight, where you had a where like Donna and Adol, you did the stuff where both of you were doing different things. But yeah, it's it's cool to have. But uh, this other this other game, I bought a game kind of out of nowhere just because it was super it was super on sale, and uh, I think I, I think I like it so far. Um, I got the Amnesia Collection, which is like a horror. It's like a survival horror game, but you don't shoot anybody from like mm-hmm. the two thousand from like the tens, the two thousand tens, I guess. There's That's two. Very, there's two different games. Like Dark Descent or something. Is that one of them? I think, I think so. that's the first one. Yeah, yeah. it's subtitled "The Dark Descent." Yeah, I, got, I, I, got I think I got one. it through a humble bubble. Humble, Me too. Humble bundle. Humble bundle. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it, it was it, yeah. it was thirty dollars on Switch, and it's like ninety percent off, so it's three dollars. So I just went for it just because I'd never played it before, and I was and I was messing around with it today. It's actually on sale through August eighth, so you still have some time for anybody who's listening and want to check it out. But it's kind of it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Event Horizon, not Event Horizon. What am I talking about? Eternal Darkness. It's a uh, it reminds me of Eternal Darkness because there's a lot of there is a sanity meter in it, and the more time that you spend in the darkness, the more that you're that you lose your sanity, and you also lose sanity from looking at bad guys, looking at enemies, just like you would in Eternal Darkness. And like the world's the the world kind of changes as you go depending on where your sanity meter is, and it's the it's it's got some really cool effects on there. Like it does it does a lot of stuff to fuck with you where the levels like kind of change as you're going through it. And I've never I was kind of a little hesitant to get it just because I haven't really gotten into any of these like survival horror games that don't have any way for you to fight back. You know, like I tried playing uh, Outlast and I didn't like that game, so I don't I don't know. But this one I've actually gotten into. I played it today for a few hours and I was enjoying it. And I think I'm going to beat it. I'm going to try to beat it. So it kind of reminds me more of it. Kind of reminds me more of like Resident Evil because it takes place in a mansion, I guess. At times, it's like Resident Evil minus being able to kill stuff. And I've only run into I've only run into a, a bad guys a couple times. Like I had to I had to hide in like a closet at one point because there was something in the room. But but yeah, there's there's not really. And there are a couple times that I've seen people walking around, but I'm not really sure if I'm actually seeing them or if it's the sanity meter. But there's some really cool stuff in it. I got to this part that's kind of reminds me of a, you know, like when you're a kid and you play like lava tile and your feet can't like touch the ground, mm-hmm. otherwise you get killed. <laughs> I got to this part in the game where, where it's like there's water everywhere and there's these like boxes that are floating in the water and there's an invisible creature that's walking around in the water. And you see like splashes in the water, like happening around. And if you get in the water, the creature comes and attacks you and kills you. So it's like, stay out of the water. So you basically have to jump from like box to box. And it gets to the point where you can actually find like severed limbs of humans that you can throw in the water and get the invisible creature to go eat them to try to like distract them to go to another place. It has some really cool, uh, 
puzzly type stuff involving that that I thought was really neat. Like that that was that was a cool part. But yeah, you get you get like these uh severed legs and stuff and you like throw wow. it in the corner to have the monster chase it and then you go and open a door so it won't come and kill you in the water. And uh yeah, it was it was interesting. It was like, "Oh, okay, I haven't really done anything like that before." So it's cool. I don't know if you have if you have three dollars and you want to try it out. I think it's I think so. It's totally when it eats something, it. the thing turns invisible that it eats too. Like you don't see like floating, chewed up arm. Once it does that, I mean, I think you'll, you'll still see floating chewed up arm. I don't know. I wasn't that close to it. I threw it as far away as mm-hmm. I could. But I'm sure there'd be parts of the arm still floating in the water if I was to go back in there. But you don't see. Cool. You still don't see what the creature is. You just see like. The water like splashing around mm. while it's while the it's eating the, the thing. Creature. Yeah, you 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 see that it's that it's chewing on the arm, but you don't know. You still don't see what it is, but you can tell that it's getting distracted. You know, because it kind of like you know c- you can see it walk. Like you can see like the water be affected by it moving through it, but you don't actually see what it is. But there's yeah, there's really cool stuff like that in there, and you collect uh you collect like um what are they called tinder boxes, which I think is kind of funny, but uh. They're basically uh, lighters that you can use to light mm-hmm. candles in the game, and you have a certain amount of them. And of course, you collect oil for your for your um, for your uh, whatever you call that for uh, lamp for your lantern, yeah, that you that you carry around, and you can use that, and that'll help you like you know see better to find stuff and all that sort of thing. And if you and the more you stay in the light, the less less you lose of your sanity and all that stuff. And if your sanity gets lower enough, like the the world's kind of like move. It's like breathes, like the world breathes while you walk through it. That's pretty cool. And you see, like you know, you see visions of stuff that happened there before. It actually kind of reminds me of, even though I never played it, it kind of sort of reminds me of what I would think uh, Return to Oberdin would be like, I guess. Because <laughs> you, because mm-hmm. when when you go into a place, you hear, you basically hear voices talking about, or you, you hear voices talking back and forth about an event that happened there before, but you don't actually see ghosts of it. You just see them talking. And from the way you described Oberdin, it kind of reminds me of that, right? Because don't you just hear the conversations, but you don't actually see the characters in that game? Yeah, you like hear, you just hear like voice clips, but then you do actually see the characters, but it's just a a moment in history frozen, but you can view it in full 3D. Sure, yeah. It just kind of reminds me of what, what I'd heard about that game. But yeah, it's, 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 a, it's rare that I buy something that's so, um, that's so discounted that I actually like it, so... It's pretty cool that I that I ended up actually enjoying it. And there's there's like I said, there's three different things on there. Even though the second thing is just like a DLC thing, which you can only which you can beat in like an hour, from what I heard. So there's actually only two full games on there. But I'll definitely I'm planning on trying all of them. I've been having a lot of fun with the first one. But there's a lot of cool, a lot of cool puzzle stuff and a lot of really really cool like uh you know, scare effects and stuff like that. And I definitely, I was playing it at home with the, I was playing it in here because there's like less windows in here. So I could kind of play it in the dark to try to make it feel like scary and all that. And I went out and I went outside to get a package cause I got a package in the mail and I was walking around outside and it felt weird cause I had been playing this horror game. And I was like, and I'm like outside in the, in the, in the daylight. And I'm like, Oh, this is weird. That game like had an effect on me, I guess. But yeah, no, you begin a dark descent after that. Sure. Yeah, I guess that's what I what I have been playing for the week, for the most part. Well, I uh, played more Mario Golf. I think I'm still going to eck out some value from that game between eventually playing more multiplayer, because I, I do want to do that. I know I keep saying that, and then I don't actually send invites or anything. But Well, I mean, you asked me about it the other day, but I wasn't there. Yeah. So, so we couldn't play it. But, but uh, I, 
it is. I found it's it's another fun game to zone out to. Just set uh just play the computer on the multiplayer and then just randomize the chords. And it'll just do you versus the computer, and then you can just like I don't know. You just play random courses and then you just get better at them as you're doing other stuff. And also I play on the mode where you, you where you don't have to run after the ball. So yeah. Standard. <laughs> you mean the regular slow ass golf, which is the best yeah. golf, like I so said. So you can actually take your time with shots and it's more fun. So it's it's still got that going for it. I do think when I'm playing that way, I realize I think the controls are a lot easier, which I guess is good because it's more accessible, but it may have been like the difficulty level may have been tuned down a little bit for this version. Also, it doesn't have, have you figured out like what the second meter does? Does it ever do anything aside from you pressing a or B for it to, you know how like it goes up and then it goes Mm -hmm. up again. If you don't press anything on the second one, it doesn't do anything differently. Really? I never (laughs) figured that out. I've always, I've just hit it because I'm used to that. Yeah, the only thing I've well in the other ones, you know, in all the other games, in the other one, the second meter would would like determine whether how far it goes left or right. You know, like if if it's Mm -hmm. if it's out of a certain range, it could go like really far right or left. But this one doesn't really do that. I I feel like all you're really doing, you know, if you hit A and A, then it'll do topspin, and if you hit B and B, it'll do backspin or whatever. And if you do A and B, it'll it won't do either of those. That's basically the only thing I've noticed with this one, but. I don't really understand what's the point of even because I've 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 completely missed it and it and it, nothing is different, you know. Or I don't even press anything the second time. But we I, I do have to mention that Jess and I we did actually have a pretty epic uh, Mario Golf battle a couple nights ago, where we were just like Jess was like let's play some golf and I'm like okay, and Lo we're like let's just do 18 holes. Um, we were like we basically tied and we ended up playing 24 holes. Before we wow, got is... before we got a winner because it kept going back and forth, and if you tie if if you tie like you'll tie forever. You can just we thought we were gonna play like thirty some holes because it'll keep doing that if you keep tying on every hole because we do like where we play for you know for whoever wins the hole. You're getting the same amount of strokes. Yeah, so we ended up we, we went through eighteen holes and then we did like another we did like another eighteen another eight on top of that so it was like twenty six holes or something like that before we got to a winner because we were too close. So our skill levels are way, are way too are way too in line on Mario Golf to uh, to play just a regular eighteen hole, which is pretty cool. We had a, we had an epic match, but we didn't want to stay. You know, she wasn't planning on staying up that late, but that's just it was either that or we just gave up. But we had to have a winner, so I wanted to keep going. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is that Mario Golf, I think, has time to shine still, even though the single player mode was. The adventure mode in particular was lackluster. I think they could still do some DLC for this or yeah. I'm really yeah, I'm really holding out for the DLC to be good. Maybe I'm... more people will play, yeah. I think there there definitely needs to be more courses because it's it's weird that you would run out of I mean there's eighteen holes on each course, but it just feels what there's like five courses. There needs to be more. Yeah, the, I mean most most golf games don't have that many. Like at least the Mario golf yeah. games don't have very many. Actually I feel like this one has more than most because I think the GameCube one only had like four or something like that. Maybe I'm just spoiled by all, all these huge games, I guess, but yeah, I, I I, in particular, I don't want to play. I don't want to play that one again <laughs> with the, the one with the levels, with the, the second one. Yeah. yeah. But when it's divided up like a normal course, it's really not that bad. Yeah. When it's not like you don't have a certain amount of strokes per, for the whole thing, like you would in the game. 
I'm I'm just I'm really hoping for some tournament modes. I know I've said it a whole bunch of times, but we had tournament stuff on the 3DS, so why can't we have online tournament stuff for this one? I want to be able to compete. There's no way to compete with anybody aside from just, you know, joining random rooms of other people. Like I want an actual like ranked tournament thing that would be fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's coming. It would just who knows when, but eventually they'll put it on there, I hope. Yeah. I should have just been please sponsor me disc replay again because yeah uh, you're back again. I definitely went back there and I went I went myself this time and um, I bought a lot of stuff. But before I say what I bought, I want to talk about a couple of things I saw there. And I've kind of always talked about disc replay favorably on here um, because to me, for whatever reason, they it's like they know what their games are worth, but they still don't sell it at quite that full eBay markup, like maybe 80%, you know, it's almost there, but it's, you know, on top of not paying for shipping, you end up paying less than you would pay for it online. So you have this genuine sense of discovery when you find it, like it's exciting. That's why I keep going back there. I love that dopamine hit of, holy shit, this game is like $10 more on eBay. I'm going to buy it here for 20. That doesn't happen very often anymore, but it was happening a lot early on as of like three years ago four years ago when I was really like just buying up a bunch of stuff. But I went in there and uh, of course I beeline for the GameCube games because that's, I know that's what's hot, but also that's for me, that's what I always have been trying to collect since I first started going to the store. It's always like the smallest uh, section too. I feel like, right? It is. It's tiny. But they had both of the bite and they had both of the bait and Kados games fully like in box. I think they probably had manuals. It didn't say, but, the uh, original one was going for eighty. Wow, or like seventy nine ninety nine, and then Origins is ninety nine ninety nine, and then um, that's crazy. I, I didn't know they were to, going for that high. I went over to like the glass case, and they had a Game Boy Advance SP. It didn't even say whether or not it was an AGS one hundred one. It was just a Game Boy Advance SP. I couldn't tell. Ninety nine ninety nine. Wow. So I, I guess I guess uh, Bot and Kaidos Origins is going for one hundred and twenty. On eBay, is it? Yeah, I but that—that's oh. like complete in box, right? Because I have it. I just have it disc only, though. That's a that's a complete a complete in box one. Yeah, yeah. It's not sealed, just pre-owned. Um, what else did I see? Oh, I saw Eternal Darkness. I think it was like a hundred. I see. Here's the thing: like, I was going to go back and take a picture because I kind of like snapped a picture of all the GameCube games just because I want to be like. Hey, someone must have recently dropped off both these Bite and Kaidos games because why would they both be there all of a sudden? Mm. Um, I kind of wanted them, but I didn't want to pay that price when I already own them. I just wish I had them complete, you know. Sure. Um, well, well but I uh, saw there was a copy of Eternal Darkness on the GameCube in in the glass case, and I can't remember what the price was because I went back and I was looking for it, and I realized somebody bought it while I was there. This guy like totally paid in, in like he paid at least a hundred bucks for wow eternal darkness it's it wow is, is it worth that much now i thought it was worth like nothing i guess game i guess uh, re, uh retro GameCube stuff. games of freaking yeah it's stupid how much stuff's changed in the last couple of years i was looking up a lot of my games and i have a document here uh the game that surprised me the most that i have that's actually worth a decent amount of money and you i think you have this game too Drill Dozer. I don't. I don't have Drill Dozer. 
Drill dozers going between 80 and 110 for the cartridge only right now. I think I might have paid like 20 bucks for that. Drill I don't even remember what that is. Drill dozer for Game Boy? Yeah, it was one of the it was a late Game Boy Advance game mm. because it utilized a rumble pack that was very similar mm. to Yeah, I don't have that. What's going on in the uh, WarioWare War, uh, Twisted? Urban Yeti, I can't even find it like listed <laughs> anywhere on eBay <laughs> except for that graded copy that was like $5,000. But like it's so such a rare game that you can't it's hard to find listings for it. Even found, if you look up completed listings. I found it on eBay right now with a box for say, uh, 65 Or maybe that might just be the box. That might not even be it's the game. It's just the box. Yeah. It's just the box. Because <laughs> I was seeing the same thing for uh, Bot and Kaido's Origins. They were selling the case for $75 mm-hmm. with no game in it. <laughs> just, 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 the, uh, just the case. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I saw they were doing that. You got to be careful with eBay because they're doing that for Game Boy Advance games. And I was like kind of interested in looking because I had gone through and seen some of my Game Boy Advance games are worth a little more now. Like uh, Fire Emblem, the Sacred Stones, that's worth between 50 and 75 cartridge only. Oh, I have that. And I saw and I saw uh, they're like case, case only. And so I clicked on it. It was like 20 bucks or something. It's, it's straight up a fucking DS case. Mm. With they've like printed out like some art and put it on there, and then you yeah, because the DS case has the that. Game Boy Advance uh, slot in it. Mm-hmm. So they're just using old Game Boy Advance cases. So it's not legit. Uh, some, I mean, they they do that at a they do that at disc replay also, but they don't. Do they charge you extra for that? Because there are some times where they just printed the cover. Because I remember right. I didn't buy. They don't charge extra. You're just paying like disc only price for that stuff. They Cause, just cause I remember do that for I, yeah. display purposes only. Because I remember I was almost I was thinking about buying a Rocket Slime there, but I didn't buy it because it was a it was a reprinted cover that they had. It wasn't the actual cover. But I don't remember how much it was there for. But yeah, Urban Yeti. I saw one on here, complete one for seven fifty. But I think if anybody has those boxes, has those Game Boy Advance boxes, then you deserve all of that money. Because I never saved any of those things. Yeah, I guess I. Should've. All I'm saying is, like, I had imagined my game is in the condition it's in. It it's probably worth it. It's still, probably around a hundred bucks. Because it's a da- it's the the label's damaged, but mm-hmm. that's my guess. That that stupid ass game is worth like a hundred bucks <laughs> now, probably. Well, I mean, nobody bought it except I mean, you're the only one that bought it that I know of. So there you go. I mean, I'm probably it, it's quite possible I'm the only person who reserved it. <laughs> That's like that's I might like me be the only and the, person who actually reserved that game. I was gonna say that's like me in Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero. That should be worth <laughs> something because I'm the only person that reserved it and still bought it after all the bad <laughs> after all the bad reviews because I was. I know you reserved Urban Yeti, Jeremy. Like I did. What was, what was the motivation party. there? Like, tell me about that. I you, need to I know. I just got you, really excited about you it. You loved the idea. You thought it was. So IGN genius. blew it up, and yeah. I can't. I think it was. Um, it was uh, Greg, not Greg Miller. It was, um, why am I blanking? Matt Casamassina. Casamassina, mm-hmm. yeah. He's the guy who blew it up, I'm pretty sure. And I actually commented on his Twitter once about, like, I bought that game for that reason. And then he posted the commercial, like, he responded to me with the commercial to it. So <laughs> there's like there was, like, real hype being built around this game back then. And it had its own little mini Yeti, or at the same time, Yeti-sized Zeitgeist surrounding it and 
I bought it. I think it was when I worked at the camp. I, I don't know. It was a weird time in my life where <laughs> I didn't really have anything to spend money on besides Game Boy games and CDs. It's like all I bought. Oh, yeah. Besides like food and cigarettes and beer. I'd buy like Game Boy games and <laughs> CDs. Yeah, you, you thought it was an exciting idea of uh, Urban Yeti of going out and getting a job and all that stuff. Yeah. It sounded cool. I mean, I don't know. I thought it might be good. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? It was it was the Wild West of Game Boy Advance games at the time. Like, you never know, like, what what it was going to be. I just find, yeah, I just find, like, how Game Boy games, like, uh, Dragon Quest, uh, the Game Boy Color one, the black cartridge, mm. it's, like, one and two, I think. That's worth, like, 40 bucks. Oh, I have that. Just the cartridge. When I, a lot when of your I bought Game Boy it, games yeah. are probably worth a lot more than you realized. It's it's dumb because just a couple of years ago, Game Boy games were weren't worth shit. I, I I bought that like I mean I bought that like five or six years ago I think. Was that mm-hmm. as long? Whenever I decided that I was going to play through Dragon Quest, I forget when it happened, but it was it had to have been maybe like five years ago. But I was just like I'm just going to buy all these Dragon Quest games, and they were really cheap, and now they're not anymore. But yeah, but I bought the game. I got the bought the Game Boy Color ones and the DS ones, and they were the DS ones were like twenty dollars each. They were fucking cheap, and I guess they're not anymore. Like for for four, five, and six, from what I heard, or from what you were saying, there's still plenty of Game Boy games, Game Boy Advance games that are not worth that much. But it's still really interesting to see how the market has changed, and I guess maybe the. I mean, I can only assume the Switch being a portable system. And subsequently, the Switch Lite made the portable systems popular again. That's got to be part of the reason for it. Because no one cared about Game Boy Advance games just not that long ago. Anyway, seeing someone buy Eternal Darkness in the wild at that price just for $100 to me yeah. was kind of inspiring. It kind of, Maybe not inspiring. It just made it real to me that, holy shit. The, there's a thing happening right now and also holy shit I'm old <laughs> <laughs> like I just can't imagine like spending my hard earned money on those like prices for something I I, w- I, I couldn't drop a hundred bucks on a GameCube game I'm sorry not even sorry to know. I love you but I'm not gonna do it not even if you had heard like so much talk about the crazy sanity effects of Eternal oh, that's Darkness what he said to me. He, I, he was buying it. I saw him buying it, and I was like, "Oh, that is a great game." You know, I had to like speak up and say something. I was like, "Oh, that is a great game. That's like one of my favorite GameCube games." He's like, "Yeah, I hear it really breaks the fourth wall a lot." I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> How old is like this it. guy? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I heard it's kind of like Silent Hill, and like it kind of is got the same kind of creepy vibes of Silent Hill to some extent." I'll give you that. Yeah. Because that's kind of more of like psychological horror, so sure, I could see if I some was equivalency there. If I was there, I would make sure and let the guy know that I beat it four times. I beat it four times, so I get the ultimate ending, and I, did. I only beat it once. Well, there's if you beat, Wait, it, I may have never beaten it. If you beat it multiple times, because every because you know there's all these different types of like every time you pick a different uh, type of whatever they they have like the mm-hmm. rock paper scissors thing. Whether it's like power or energy, it's like or, the three Lovecraftian, or like uh, sanity or whatever, there's three different colors. And if you beat all of those colors, there's a fourth color. And when you beat that, that has a completely different ending than everything else. So I played the game all. The, I played all of them because it was summer and I had nothing else to do, and it was the only game on GameCube that was out. So I beat the game four times, 
And it was, and I felt pretty cool after the I mean, fourth it's ending. It's got a Resident Evil vibe to it that you probably really dug too, because that's your, oh sure, that's it totally it totally does. It it totally feels like a Resident Evil game, except it except it was in fully 3D, which is cool. It didn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the static backgrounds, and I really liked that. And I thought it looked better, you know, than the Resident Evils that were out at the time. And it was more like it's more of a mindfuck than Resident Evil. Like, sure, you're seeing like some fucked up stuff in Resident Evil, but that's just like B movie zombie stuff. Whereas this is like genuinely like terrifying psychological horror like they're fucking with your head breaking the fourth wall even i mean they they delete your game at one point like they they do like they, the, they fake delete computer. your game so they do fuck with you and it's like <laughs> the and the video you know where they do like the where the tv is muted like where the volume goes when down the, and, when the cockroaches mm-hmm. crawl across the screen oh yeah. my god oh that, that, that ran it the shit out of me. that happened to me in, in, in amnesia too when i was playing that there were the they had the bugs on the screen the bugs crawling across your like face. It. Please Dude. don't do that, developers. Yeah, it was <laughs> cool because the there's like you like there's a part where you get a thing and like part of the wall falls on you and you get like knocked out and mm-hmm. you wake up and there's bugs on your face, like on the screen. I thought it was done really well. Like I, I didn't feel like it was just like a me too, uh, you know, eternal darkness thing. Like where they're trying to just do the same thing that the other ones did. But yeah, it was it was cool. I mean, hopefully that guy enjoys it. I mean, it's a great game, you know. And, I mean, what, it came out for like 50, whatever, when it was released, so it's not that much more, right? Really, if you look at it that way, I mean, I think that's a healthy way to look at it. Like, how else can you get the game? You have to pay more unless you find it randomly. It depends on, it all depends on like how much the game is worth to you, you know, like, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, those games, those, those Dragon Quest NES games, the Dragon Warrior ones, like, I, if I, if I had enough, you know, if I was, had a lucrative enough job or whatever, I thought about maybe paying, buying like, maybe buying three for like $200 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would probably pay a hundred bucks for a copy of Chrono Trigger. Yeah. I mean, you factor in inflation yeah. too. Like, if you're paying a hundred bucks for a Super Nintendo game in 2021, you know, that would have cost in 2021 dollars back in 1995 or whatever, that would have been like 125 or 150 dollars. Well, and you you've seen the old ads where they have like Super Nintendo games selling for like a hundred dollars at Best Buy right. and stuff like that. They didn't really have a set price for a game for games. Yeah, and I don't feel they actually did that until like around the GameCube time, where they were like, "This is how much it's going to cost." Because I remember seeing uh, I, I remember seeing Shadows of the Empire selling for a hundred dollars at at uh, at Babbage's at, at the mall when I was yeah. in high school. You know, oh, so, if you go to Babbage's or a KB, yeah, good luck. Yeah, well, they were. I got, so- I got weight yeah. race for seventy five dollars when it was costing fifty at every other store. Yeah, no, I mean it's it, the prices were there wasn't really like this is how much it is like people could just sell them for whatever. So I mean, yeah, the prices are cheaper now than they've been than they've ever been. So there you go. I don't know, but yeah, I mean it's, it's nice. True. It's nice to see GameCube skyrocketing. I guess my my and uh, Game Boy, yeah, and Game Boy, SP. yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it go it it goes by like generations, right? And like that's right about where we're at now, where this is start. Even though I feel like GameCube has been big for a while, but I guess it's just getting bigger. It is, and PS2 is still because of the prevalence of basically every game because of the install base of the PlayStation 2 itself. I think everybody had one. Yeah. There's plenty of rare PS2 games. Don't get me wrong; I'm not going to come out here and say there's not, but there's just still a glut of the popular titles out there. Like I saw God of War two. I don't even think it was like the, uh, 
whatever the their version of the selects is the classics or whatever yeah Yeah. um Mm -hmm. and it was like four dollars oh wow package so there's still like some generations where there's enough shit hanging out that you don't have to worry about that but i mean that's for now demand increases in the next five ten years of ps2 games could become rare and that's weird to think but i mean it's happening with game boy advance which i didn't think i would see with a lot of these games um let me tell you what i did buy though and i only spent 32 dollars say make sure and buy those buy some ds games before uh before those get crazy crazy expensive so that's not a bad idea already happened DS the original DS the, to a certain extent it is kind yeah. of yeah. DS games and 3DS games and PSP or whatever those are those are the ones that are yeah. skyrocketing. I'm trying to get a Chibi Robo Park Patrol on DS that's at least sixty dollars on, on eBay. Wow. I could have had it for twelve. I'm trying to remember what the 3DS game was I saw that was really expensive. It was an earlier 3DS game, but it was a complete box. But yeah, it, it looks like the, even the yeah, the 3DS market, especially like the beginning part of it starting to become really collectible because yeah there wasn't a lot of people with 3ds's initially and i think we'll get the news a little bit but there might have been a reason why a lot of people weren't buying the 3ds and it might have had something to do with money um anyway here's what i bought (laughs) let me actually get to it i bought a ps2 memory card i was waiting to find mine i know i have one somewhere but in the move and the subsequent unpacking i did not find it so I'm sure it'll turn up shortly now because I bought another one. But that's okay. I don't mind having two. Um, I bought a PS2 mic. I don't know if it's a PS2 mic. It was only three bucks, and actually that pro- it was probably technically free because it was the least, pr- the lowest price thing I bought. And if you buy at least five things, you get something for free, whatever's the lowest price. But it turns out it's a DJ Hero microphone. Yeah, so it was a DJ Hero microphone, and I don't know what... I think DJ Hero came out for the PS2, so mm-hmm. I kind of thought it would probably be a PS2 microphone, but it, maybe it's a PS3. But I, I only tried it with one game so far, and it didn't work for that. So, um, And it wasn't SingStar. It's a different game I bought, so I actually bought this game today. It's called Get On To Mike. And it's basically a karaoke game, but with uh, hip hop. I remember so that game. Like remember that hip hop songs. I remember the name of that. 2004. But there's some other. Yeah, there's some newer or some older stuff too. But it's a really cool game. It's a little different than Karaoke Revolution because it has like a freestyle mode where you can just do whatever you want over the beats. So that was a lot of fun. Like back in my old apartment in Danville, this is like. Well, we would have been playing this in like 2005, so 16 years ago, is that right? We would uh, we had the PS2 running through um, a receiver into the big speakers, you know, so we had like a really nice sound in our living room with the my, the roommate I lived with at the time. But he had a, he also had it running into his laptop, so anything that we did on the PlayStation 2 could be captured audio style on the laptop. We weren't doing video at the time, but. We would record ourselves playing this game and then play the recordings back and just laugh our asses off because what we would do would be like, you know, we're going to choose the TI beat rubber band meat, rubber band man, and do a song about how it's starting to get a little cooler outside. So we have to take the AC out of the window and put it away, you know, just being like really specific. And that was actually a song that somebody (laughs) did it, did a thing about, but we would give each other props. So it was almost like improv, but 
freestyle and we just had a lot of fun with it and i'm sure you know just a bunch of dumb white drunk dudes hanging out together we were probably pretty stupid and probably did said and did a lot of cringy things while playing this game but it was so much fun and i mean i think i even at the time i paid like hardly any money for it so i was really looking forward to just going you know get that nostalgia hit from it and singing along to it so i'm gonna have to find a legit ps2 mic and i don't think they're that expensive i've been looking them up online and you can get like one that supposedly works with all the systems for like six bucks used. So I'm going to try. I don't know why this one doesn't work though. Like it's just straight up a USB mic. Yeah. You know, now that I mentioned it, the, the DJ hero was for PS3 and Wii and all that. So not PS2. So maybe that's according to it. According to Wikipedia, it was released on PS2 though. I just, I just looked it up. Was it? Yeah. Even though yeah, I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was way later. But they might have still made a PS2 version just because the PS2 kept selling. So mm-hmm. I mean, why not? I mean, a lot of a lot of Wii games came out for both. Came out for the PS2 and Wii. So mm-hmm. they kept making stuff for the PS2. But not much stuff came yeah. out for the GameCube with peripherals. Yeah, well, I mean, because the, like, well, the Wii why was Guitar already, Hero come yeah. to yeah, like people are talking about how Guitar Hero needed to be on the GameCube and. That never happened, but then when it came to the Wii, it was actually a huge fucking deal. That wasn't yeah. Totally well, that, yeah, Guitar Hero Three was the first was the first Wii one, and yeah, well, because the GameCube install base, you know, they just didn't think people would mm-hmm. buy. You know, GameCube all they really had was uh, the the bongos and all that. So, well, the bongos and the and the dance pad. So, so needless to say, I'm a little disappointed. I can't play it on the mic. I loved that game. I want to play it, so I'm going to find a mic. Your SingStar Hopefully, mic won't work for it, I guess? No. I tried okay. that, too. Um, Weird. It's got that proprietary connector, which makes it only work with SingStar, and you can't use any other mics with SingStar. Mm. I did buy another SingStar game, though. <laughs> I bought SingStar Legends, and I don't really know what's different about it. I just know we didn't have it yet, so I grabbed it. I mean, you'll find out. So right now, <laughs> as far as the ones at Disc Replay, the only one we don't have for the PS2 is... SingStar Country, and we're not really that worried about that one. Yeah, like maybe it, if I eventually <laughs> decide I want to be a completionist, I'll grab it. But it doesn't even have that many good songs on it. I so. mean, it's like, what are we talking country western? Because if it is, then then don't. Yeah, if it was real country, then it would be cool. But it's it's like um, country western. Yeah, it's it's all like pop. Country, it's the ba- so. it's the bad shit. It's yeah. it's pop country from whatever year yeah. the game came out. Yeah, I mean, if you could find it for like fifty cents or something, you could just use it to finish your collection. It's but like never two use bucks, it. and that's too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. So when uh, you go to disc replay now, they have like the whole section of music games just like reserved in your honor. They know you. You're like you're the music it. game guy. <laughs> have they Here's recognized? The they don't it know. Yet. It's just me because it's Shauna too. So unless they like, we rarely go in there together. They would have to see us together to be like, oh, that's the music game people. That makes sense. That's why people have been getting music games. Yeah. They're like, we actually have to restock the music games. What's going on here? <laughs> I bought a lot more than that, guys. I bought a Guitar Hero Encore Rock the 80s for the PS2, which I do remember this game coming out. I have that when game. When I first saw it, I was like, wait a minute, what's that shit? Like, I don't remember Rock the 80s, but I think that was the first weird game like weird one to come out that was more like an expansion than yeah it's it's like dlc pretty much like it wasn't Mm -hmm. even full price like i i ordered it from amazon or something i don't i ordered it from somewhere 
But uh, I, I did buy that game, and it's funny because a lot of the songs on there aren't actually from the '80s; they're from before. But whatever, <laughs> it's it's on the oh, it's yeah. on the title. But that's the way some of these sing stars and yeah, even the get on the mic. It's kind of like got some stuff from the '80s on it too. I, I was I was pretty excited because that is the first one that has a Dead Kennedy song on it, so that was cool. Even though they changed the lyrics, which sucks, they they do edit it and censor it course so it's like a it's police truck but they changed it which is disappointing mm. so yeah so you have that to look forward to but whatever i got another guitar hero for the ps2 which is great because i know it's going to work perfectly like i'm gonna have fun with it so i haven't tried it yet but i have it um i also bought karaoke revolution party for the gamecube there you but go i have that game. guess what i can't play it oh no why not I didn't realize. Oh, no, no I microphone. Just, yeah. <laughs> I thought you could just play the dance mode on it. No, you can't. You you always have to do it as karaoke. So you need yourself. I'm gonna have a, to find a GameCube mic. You need the Mario Party mic. Yeah. I wonder how much those so, go those go for now. They can't be. They can't be that much. I'm scared. Uh, the, I'm scared. It says, "Uh, I just randomly search. You can you can buy one right now for eighteen dollars." That's not bad. Off of eBay, which is you know what I think I would do higher than I expected. There's some for fourteen also. Here's here's my two things. If I'm going to buy the mic already, I'm either going to buy the Mario Party game, which is probably going to be too expensive, so I won't actually do that. Or I might buy um, Odama. Buy Odama, yeah, because Odama came with the mic, and that would be an excuse to finally buy Odama. That's a pretty decent game too. It's not. From what I hear, <laughs> I think it's I think it's 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 a novelty. I've never played it. It's, it's definitely a novelty. I'll yeah. give you that. I've never played it. So I, I have not. I haven't heard much good about it. But you know, I what? got it for Maybe two dollars be... with the mic. It was one one of my best deals. And you like it? I like it. I've never I've never played it, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about it. I mean, I feel like any game. I, I, I do want to try it. Any game where you have to like shout what you're doing is it can't be that great, you know? While you're trying to play, I don't know. Shoot! Shoot! Shoot, shoot. Yeah. You don't shoot in that. It's it's a uh, medieval. Uh but the best game I bought and I stuck to all I was actually when I got home and looked at what I had purchased, I was like, "Oh my god, I bought exclusively music games because I was like going around I'm like, "Well, I got to get the, you know, I'd I bought I'd picked three things out. I'm like, "Okay, well, at this point I might as well get six cuz if I pick two more things, then I get a sixth thing for free and I'm doing all those mental gymnastics." Oh yeah, I forgot about so that. I'm like yeah. I'm like I'm going to go that around and deals. look at all the different things and blah blah blah, this that, yakko schmacko. And I eventually get to see a couple of games that I want to play that aren't music games. I'm like, "Well, I could get this. I've thought about this for a while. I saw like a Yoshi Epic Yarn. I almost bought or no, it was Kirby Epic Yarn. Almost bought that. Uh, they had Yoshi's Woolly World. Almost bought that. I like both those games. I Instead, think Woolly World's a little bit those. better. Instead, I didn't buy them. All I bought were music games and uh, accessories. But the best thing I bought, without a doubt, was DDR2 on the Wii. It's just called DDR2, and I guess they rebooted the series, sort of. It's like there's, yeah. I thought there was a lot more than that by the time it there's got to way the more, to Wii. I thought that. they'd be like DDR8 or I something. I think that what they did was they remade or they released like a definitive DDR kind of thing, and uh, it looks it actually looks a lot like SingStar. It's a very clean interface rather than having all the weird like crazy backgrounds while you're playing and 
and stuff. It's like a clean white grid and you can see the notes moving up really clearly. And uh, there's like, it's like mostly pop music. So there's a video playing the whole time, just like Sing Star. So you're seeing the music video. In fact, you can like play full length songs and see the whole song while you're dancing to it. But there's also like a shit ton of remixes. Like it has a ton of songs on it. I think it's like 80 something songs. Um, and a lot of them are like the more arcade kind of songs that you're used to hearing in a DDR cab that you'd be playing at the arcade. Um, but it also like has this huge selection of like pop songs kind of from the era and before, but it's a really slick presentation. And because of like the cleanness of it, it's like really a lot easier to play because you're not so distracted by the visuals covering up like where the arrows are or making it hard to see the arrows and stuff like the other ones we've played. What else is cool is even though this is for the Wii, they got rid of the goddamn waggle controls. That's what I was say, too many people were complaining about this. I read a retro review of it. I read a review. I should have notated who it was because there weren't very many reviews of it. Um, but they were like, this game is good. If only for the fact that they got rid of the waggle controls. Like, so they were right there with me, even though I didn't come to that conclusion until 15 years after they did. Or, well, it came out, tw- this game came out in 2011, so I guess 10 years later. But yeah, this was a late release Wii game, and it kind of has that aesthetic. You know, if you're kind of hearing what I'm saying, it's got that like cleaned, mm-hmm. cleaned up aesthetic of where, you know, this is obviously a Wii game. This is meant to like appeal to like a broader genre of people not necessarily people that are actually played a lot of this in the arcade like we want to make this accessible it like says it's like got like a literature on the front about fighting diabetes like they're donating money towards like diabetes uh, research oh it's part of the health craze yeah they were exactly yeah. it as, as mm-hmm, we fit mm-hmm. yep That's and so it has nice like a them. calorie counter yeah. you can like make a character and do like all this extra stuff with it i think it's great like it's a really well put together ddr package and I love that it just works with the, you know, the, the Wii or the GameCube uh, Wii mat or GameCube DDR mat I already have. And we were played it. We played it for like an hour last night. It was, there you go. It's, it was cheap too. Well, it was the most expensive game I bought. I think it was like, I think it was 10 bucks, but for an actually good DDR. So we've got this and Mario. And those are the two that are really worth playing that we have as of now. That aren't the. That yeah. eventually, Karaoke Revolution Party, once we get a mic, we'll be able to do that one too. Yeah, never. It does have actual DDR stuff in it. Never tried it with the pad. Uh, according, according to Wikipedia, Dance Dance Revolution 2 is also Dance Dance Revolution Hottest Party 5. Mm-hmm. So. There you go. They just restarted it for Wii, so people weren't confused, I guess, because they didn't think as many people would buy Karaoke Revolution Hottest Party 4, so they just called it Karaoke Revolution, is what I realized about right. the branding. So I guess I don't know if the presentation was as kind of um, aesthetically bland as it is in this, but it actually works in its favor on the Wii. I just don't know if they did the same on other systems where it was this more... Yeah, like clean aesthetic. But anyway, that's what I bought this week on music games, which is why I said my middle name was musical. Because, holy shit, I've lost count of how many music games I own now. 
You need, you need another pad so you guys can both play. I do. We need another pad. We need a, a legit PS2 mic or two. We need an, a legit GameCube mic or two. There's a lot happening here. And then also <laughs> eventually a bigger CRT. Building, building. Because the, it's uh, going to, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be more fun to play these games on a bigger, a bigger screen without any sort of lag, which means I want a CRT for that purpose. But eventually I'm going to have like the most awesome music game collection in the world and people are going to want to know me. <laughs> you will have the largest collection of plastic instruments and plastic microphones ever. <laughs> so there you go. That's that's what you hope is that you're going to bring it back and people are going to want to play rock band again, which you don't have. I'm going to be uh, the music guy, the but, music guru. <laughs> but uh, you'll, have, you'll have to like do a regulator. <laughs> you'll have to do a regular Twitch stream showing all your music games and stuff. That would be pretty cool. DMCA. I think eventually music, music show. I think eventually a, yeah. for a bonus episode we've knocked around doing like a a music game episode, I think. Yeah. I'll have a lot to say on that one and so will Shauna. Yeah. She definitely has some things to say about these games. She's been playing them with me and noticing the good and the bad alongside me. Um the final thing this week I kind of wanted to talk about and it was in the top of the show when I was like, "Watch out, Valve." Cuz Valve thinks they're going to dominate the uh the the handheld landscape and they're going to kill the switch but i think the iphone might do it not Not really really. not really but i've been using my free apple arcade to play fantasian and i've talked about that the past few weeks on the podcast but i finally figured out how to like i don't need to buy the controller you guys have i can already hook it up to that and all i did was take the cover off the back and take the battery out and it tells you how (laughs) underneath the battery so literally, I just hold down the um, A button while I turn it on, and it hooks right up to my iPhone. Oh, and it changes how it hooks up. That's that's and cool. with yeah. And Fantasian works through whatever the Apple Arcade interface is. I think that's sort of like an overall, like basically a Steam for Apple. That's like control, like you know, all the like uh, whatever the meta stuff for the control and everything. And it just works. It just fucking worked. Like I was like, holy crap, I'm playing this game. Like it's like I'm playing the Switch right now. It's got a really great screen. I wish it was a little bigger now because my because I got the mini. Because you got the but, mini, yeah. Well now you, when it I, looks really good. But then you and wanted with to the get Bluetooth the iPad. headphones. Yeah. Yeah. With the Bluetooth headphones at the same time, yeah. it's very much feels like I'm playing like a console quality game. You need one of those. So I played a lot more Fantasia this week. You need one of those connectors that like connects it to your to your uh, controller, so it's like portable. Yeah. Have you seen those? I'm gonna that, buy like, one of those or whatever. Yeah. Well, there's one called the Backbone that I think I saw Greg Miller. Well, I, yeah, everybody, everybody likes. And, well, the black the Backbone is its own controller that makes it look like the Switch with your phone in the middle, but mm-hmm. the Backbone is a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's, it's $100, that's, I was going to say. That's it's the thing. Cheap. Like, the backbone is great, and people say it's awesome, but it's, but a Bluetooth it's $100 controller. fucking dollars. <laughs> like, and, yeah, right. And it's, it's not Bluetooth. I mean, you connect it actually through the through the plug on the Before. side, and it snaps to the side of, to the side of your uh, phone. And it looks cool, but it's $100. Like, I just can't. I just can't. No. Uh, it doesn't. There's not enough games. There's no reason for me to spend $100. That, that's almost like a whole other system there. It's like, eh. It's like, yeah, it's a great idea. And if I cared about phone games, then sure, that would make sense for some. If you play a bunch of phone games, yeah, Backbone's right. great. But for me, no. I'm like, no, that's no. Yeah, that's I just want games like, really designed to be used with a controller. 
Yeah. Yeah, you I just but, want some of this little clip that'll Yeah, but they make one the top the they make ones for much that are for much cheaper for the switch that'll actually hold the switch like above your controller. So there's gotta be one that fits like an iPhone too. I I bet those are universal though. I bet a lot of them are, are for switch or for or phone. adjustable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well I've also looked into maybe just getting another try one and just having it like up here in my face while that'll work too. So it's like fairly close. <laughs> So it looks like a big old screen. So Fantasian is really cool. And I was going to talk about it a little bit. I don't need to talk about it a lot because it's super old school. It's very much like playing a Final Fantasy 7 or as probably most what it's like, even though to me, it even feels a little bit like six. But why wouldn't it? Those games are like, relatively speaking, like right next to each other in time. So one thing I have to say about it is that it's cheesy as fuck. But I think that's very Final Fantasy as well. But like the interface will occasionally like you'll have and I think I might have said there was voice acting last week and I lied. There's really not much in it, but there is a lot of exposition between characters. But a lot of that is done with this like really like cheesy like and then I came for you and you were there <laughs> waiting for me. It'll know it'll be like that mm-hmm. kind of like it'll be once just staggered. A, right. And it only shows three lines, which is very Final Fantasy. But it's just so cheesy that I like was laughing. It's like really like sir, sincere moment between these two characters, and I'm like, <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> but the gameplay itself is still really fun, and I and I got like I actually have like a second party member now um, who's like an actual second party member because you start out with two extra members, but that's just like a, the tutorial part, and of course you lose them, and then you have amnesia. And you're having this dark descent, but no, not really. But you really do have amnesia and you're like trying to figure out what's going on and uh, like re like construct your memories based on what like the townspeople are telling you in this town where you like warp to essentially from this like crazy battle where you're about to get killed. And uh, it just becomes like this fetch quest of like talk to all these characters in succession. You have to go up to the old, old town, which is like up north of new town and that's like where everything's been like ransacked by the the evil robots that are basically polluting the world and uh kicking people out of their villages and stuff so you go up there and there's all these enemies and you have to meet this fortune teller and for some reason this fortune teller is bound by like he has to charge exorbitant amounts of money to give true fortunes but it's actually like something about his like power is he he has to be really really expensive and it like pisses people off because they're like we just want like why can't you just tell us for free how to do this he's like you don't understand like i this god makes me charge this much to tell the truth so it's really interesting kind of in that regard but i yeah i just got a second party member and you know i've probably put two hours into the game at this point i i think i'm gonna try to finish it i don't think it's i think it's like less than 20 hours i think it's not a, i think it's not a full game also right it's like only like the first chapter of is it, it okay? Is what I heard. It's it's only a part of the full story, so it's not it's not in its entirety. So I mean, you're only getting a piece, had, you're only get a piece of it, I guess, is what I heard. Yeah, I've had no trouble switching back to the Switch when I'm done doing it on the iPhone. Like it's really easy. So um, I don't need a new controller, which is nice. And I get to like during my window of free Apple Arcade, I hope to finish this because. I've looked at other stuff on Apple Arcade that would be better with a controller. And there's some stuff that's kind of cool, 
but I really don't care that much about any of those games. Like there's a bunch of it that's already on Switch too. Mm-hmm. So like the more controller uh, leaning games probably already on switch it's, mm-hmm. it's just uh, kind of cool to get some of them for free i guess like to try I them out more and than talk anything, about them on here i think they put fantasian on there to get people to try apple arcade networked it says and uh so it's i'm a, gonna do that it says 19 hours for how long to beat on fantasian so it's, for me it'll probably be like 30 hours yeah that's fine <laughs> yeah i uh i don't know I, I did play a little bit more of apple arcade on on the uh while I was on, while I was working, just because I, we were doing like a tattoo story, and that takes forever because we have to wait for somebody to do the whole tattoo. And I should have brought my Switch, but I didn't. Didn't so I had so I did play some Apple Arcade, and I realized that I hate that golf game that's on there. So there's my update for Apple Arcade. I need to find a game that I actually like on there, I guess, because I don't. I do not like clap hands golf. I just don't. It, I can't figure. It, it's play Fantasian, man. I just can't like- figure out how to do it right. Like you can, I can only hit it a hundred percent. It's like playing golf for NES all over again. Like you, can, you can't actually make your shots go where you want them to go. It's really annoying. So I'm like, fuck that game. So maybe I'll try Fantasian. I mean, I have no room on my phone. Is another thing. I have to delete that one. I can only have like one game on there at a time because I have so many gigs of video game music on there already. I already have like sixty gigs of whatever on there. That is it for me. Talk about. I don't have much to talk about this week, but. I I did beat two crude dudes. Um, I started playing it the other night at like 2 a.m. I was like, I'm not ready to go to bed yet. Let me just play for like 15 minutes or whatever. And I played the game. I, I got four levels in and I realized that there's no save states. So I'm like, oh, man. So I looked up how many levels are left and, and there was only two levels left. Okay, so I'll, I'll keep playing. And I played all the way to, to the end. And I had a good time with this game. It's a, it's a good quality beat em up with some unique aspects to it. Um, uh, there's a good variety of moves, and it's got a lot of character and personality. It is, it is like Double Dragon as filtered through tr- a trauma lens. Like every character is like a punk rocker. They speak in like cheesy lines, and they have weird, interesting enemies. And it's just a fun game, especially if it goes on sale for two bucks again, it's totally worth it. Maybe the best part, though, is the ending, because there was a hilarious mistranslated ending, as uh, used to always happen frequently. So basically, I wrote this is the whole ending right here. So dude one says, hey, we made it. We got a big prize. The other guy says, yeah, it was a bit hard, though. Other guy, get out of here and have a drink, my old buster. Okay. And then the narrator comes on and says, thanks to Two Crude, New York is saved out of the evil hands of Big Valley. Two Crude, born to fight, not always for the crude of justice. They are the men of fighting. Keep on going, Two Crude, for another combat. <laughs> That's it. Classic, horribly translated ending. There you for go. Another combat. That's is is Big Valley. Is that like a corporation that's trying to take down the two crude dudes? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, that's like that's mm-hmm. like the you know what was the corporation Final Fight? There was some group in Final Fight. Final uh, Fight was the Mad Gear Gang. Something. Was the was yeah. the but they were, but I didn't think they were a corporation. I thought they were just a big big gang that was mad and had a lot of. Gear. I don't know if it was a corporation or or what, but it was. That's the enemy is Big Valley. But Big Valley sounds like a shopping center or something like that that you need to take down. <laughs> it's like Big Valley's coming for you. It's the new mall. The Big that's Valley happening. Mall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? It's like yeah. Monsanto. It sounds like, yeah. 
big big valley mall or whatever or what was it um uh june june is the uh walmart equivalent in the persona in persona 4 which is a huge presence as well in that game where it's like where you do have to fight a giant corporation that's coming to japan to destroy the country it's kind of like that in a stardew valley there's jojo mart which oh is yeah yeah like stardew valley also which is probably influenced by persona 4 i'm sure mm-hmm. oh absolutely yeah but that does relate to this month's expat topic, so I'll put a plug in it for that uh, here. We did just oh. record that, yeah, of our endings. Yeah, we talked about different endings, interesting endings, good endings, bad, favorite memories, and all that. So, And I think I've already mentioned, mentioned a couple that I forgot to mention on that episode, so there you go. The uh, I forgot to mention that I beat Eternal Darkness four times and then got the secret mm-hmm. ending, so there you go. I guess it wasn't that memorable of an ending, I just... It was just something I did, I guess. I'll never do it again, but it does uh, a time that I played a game that I beat a game four times. You know, it doesn't happen that often, but I did it. For and how one. quickly you can fly through Super Metroid, even as of recently, you realize that. What? Like, uh, well, I mean, I haven't played it recently, but you played it in an hour. Oh, and I'm half. thinking of Mario 64, but you did also play through Super Metroid kind of recently, didn't you, within the last few years? Uh, I was I haven't played through it recently. I was going to do it for the. I mean, I played it, but I didn't play it all the way through. Okay, but I was. No, gonna, I'm thinking of Mario 64. I was going to try to do a speed run of it after I did this Mario 64 speed run, but that'll be for when I start streaming Metroid games in September. So be excited for that. But let's. Uh, the thing I, that I did this week was I watched a bunch of Mario Maker Two videos by a streamer, uh, Carl Sagan 42. He's probably the <laughs> top. Mario Maker streamer, but, but he, I really but, recommend <laughs> these videos if you haven't seen them. But he's not the they famous really Carl. Play. Isn't Carl Sagan like a science yeah, guy? Yeah, he's a scientist. Yeah, the, the streamer, uh, his name is Andy, I forget his last name, but but he's a he's a, um, uh, he's a he's a scientist. He studies viruses and stuff. And so he'll talk about science and stuff throughout. He's a big Sagan episode. head. He's a total Sagan head. And um, yeah, I think his videos are just really well done. They're really well edited. They're always really funny, and they're always a good length. They're always always like at least at least half an hour, like half an hour to an hour, so you can sit down and and watch it for a while and have have a good time with it. And um, but he makes these levels that are but mostly does he mostly does he'll play like troll troll levels where uh, things aren't quite what they seem, and they basically kill the player in funny ways. And um, there's another one, another series that he has where he makes these really punishing troll levels and those are great and that's the one that i i linked on on our slack um that uh you know, like just basically punish everybody for an hour hour and a half and i think it's really fun so check out uh carl sagan 42 if you like mario maker at all if you'll enjoy it all right well that's we're all like, made of mario maker parts it's adams or mario makers or something well let's take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the news so we'll be right back
Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! From the break here, talk about some releases that are coming out this week. Blaster Master Zero Three, fitting, uh, finishing off the trilogy of that. That's out now. I think I had Blaster Master Zero One. Didn't I get that one? I don't know. That think, was like a Switch launch game, wasn't it? It was, it was like really close to Switch launch. I think I got the first one and I couldn't get into it, so I never got two or three. But people who really like Blaster Master, there it is. You can you can. Play I know those. Parish likes it a lot. Jeremy Parish. Sure. I mean, uh, if it's Crazy yeah, it's for I, I couldn't even get into the original Blaster Master game, so I mean, I think that's why I couldn't I couldn't really get to it. But there's a flight simulator on there. I don't know anything about this game. <laughs> it Easy just, flight simulator. It just looks like it just looks like crap. Like if you see anything with that font on there that it has right now, you can just tell that that's just a shitty game. Is it Comic Sans that you, that you don't want to. No, that's not Comic Sans. I like Comic Sans. <laughs> that's definitely not Comic Sans. That this is this is the official font of cheap games. Is whatever this is, of things that are that they made for like nothing and they cost like, you know, oh god, it looks like garbage. Anyway, moving on from that one, we need to talk about that one. Uh, there, there's a game called Sky Drift Infinity that I was looking at that came out this week. It's a racing game, but it's a flight racing game, and it kind of it it's basically harkening back to the old Diddy Kong Racing flight racing stuff and I actually thought it looked pretty cool I thought $15 was a little high for me to throw throw at something that I don't really know anything about but the videos that I saw it looked neat so if I get disposable income at some point maybe I'll throw some money at that there's a Picross Genesis and Master System game out as of the launch of this and there's a free demo for it so you know if you like Picross and you want to make 
sprites that look like uh, Link or any of the Streets of Rage characters, go for it. That's basically, that's basically, wait, did I say Link? I meant Sonic. <laughs> Link, yeah. Yeah, they they're look, basically the same. Yeah, they look like Sonic and the Streets of Rage characters and, uh, I don't know, Mappy? Or no, what's what Flippy is the, is the Master System one. I don't know. It's, uh, like I said, if you like that stuff, there's more Picross stuff to do. And it's, you know, every, you play one Picross game, you played all of them. But this one makes Genesis characters, which is kind of weird and unexpected that I didn't really think it was going to be on there. I have the demo. I just haven't played it yet because, like I said, Picross is Picross. You know, it's not really high on my on my uh, target level of games to play. This uh, Falconeer Warrior Edition game actually kind of looked cool, though. I watched a review of it like months ago. But it's a it's a little high. It's thirteen. It's thirty dollars. But it's a Star Fox type game where you uh, you know fly around and do different missions. And it was made by one person, and it looks really good mm-hmm. from what I've seen. It's an indie, but the but the the stuff on it looks really cool, and it has a lot of like voice work and all that stuff. So it's pretty pretty rad. Uh, Digiton Hearts of Heart of Corruption is another Metroidvania, but it has like a crazy uh, minimalistic uh, single uh, like monochromatic style to it. Kind of reminded me of. Um, the uh, the cat game Gato Roboto. Oh yeah, should have called it Meowtroid. Gato <laughs> Roboto. Yeah, it, it reminded me of that of that game in the style, and it's cheap too. It's like eight dollars, so I was like, oh, that looks cool. And this other one that I have marked uh, just because it has an interesting release, Demon of Ashtborg. It's thirty dollars on the eShop, but if you uh, according to the Kickstarter, they actually made a physical Genesis cartridge for it, like a Sega Genesis cartridge. So it's that much okay. trying to be a Genesis game that they actually made a physical Genesis game of it. And if you look at some of the cutscenes in it, there's a part that basically looks like uh, the uh, the um, space game. What's it called? The one where you float around? Space Harrier. Yeah, there's a part that's Space Harrier with the character, and it has that same sort of Mode 7 view, so... Yeah, it's they're really trying to to scratch that uh, Sega Genesis itch, and I thought it looks really cool. It was like I said, thirty bucks is a little high for something I don't know that much about, but if it went on sale, I'd definitely go for it because I think that it looks cool and it definitely reminds me of Sega Genesis games. Who wants Pokemon Snap DLC? Oh yeah, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, we don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Snap actually got updated this week, and I just, uh, I you know what, I didn't re-download I it yet to try it out, but. It did happen. It uh, yeah. I still have it on my. I haven't deleted it yet. Oh, you still have it, so you, so you can so you can play it. You could do it. You could get in there and just do that Pokemon Snap. I mean, there there's new there's new like levels that you can go to. There's new areas. There's brand new areas. There's brand new Pokemon. I guess they try to make fix the quality of life stuff a little bit on it, where you like now you can like leave the level quicker and go back to the lab or whatever without having to show. Uh, pictures and stuff like that like they kind of tried to go through and make it a little bit better for people i don't know i've kind of already forgot about that game that i was just like i was like do i dive back into it or do i just just carry on and not really care i don't know we'll, we'll see how much uh I, I did actually i did delete um smash brothers for the millionth time on my switch so i do have like extra memory now on there so maybe i could so maybe i could get it I feel like I clear everything out and I downloaded it and I get whatever the new character is and I play it through that and then I delete it again. So that's pretty much what I've been doing on that thing. So I'll give it a try, but maybe not this week. I don't know when. Yeah. But I'm going to eventually give the new DLC a try and that'll be whenever I feel like visiting Pokemon Snap again. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to try it too by next week. 
there was a 3ds system update just for stability but hey you know these I, are i saw it coming few and far between so I, I saw it because my 3ds is still hooked up and and charging in my room i see that little that little blue light glowing that shows that i have an update i haven't checked it out yet but i know that it's there because my 3ds never dies so it, it has downloaded it already and it looks like there's some Monster Hunter Stories stuff, Stories 2 stuff as well. I think I said last week that they said they were going to have a patch come out to try to fix some of the uh, frame rate and stuff like that. I guess that's attached to this one as well. But they're already adding new monsters and stuff like that to Monster Hunter Stories 2 in co-op levels. Which I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work since it is, since it is a turn-based uh, RPG game. But that's cool. I'm glad they're adding more shit to it already. That's another game that uh, is you know that I'm obviously going to play more of. At some point, I did. I, like I said, I, it was on my it was on my Twitter poll for what I was going to stream, and it, and it didn't get enough votes. But I will definitely go back and play that game soon because I liked it. And I and now that it has an update, it has reason for me to go back and see how much better everything is running on there. We got some physical edition news. The uh, pre-orders for the Double Dragon and Kunio Kun Retro Brawler bundle uh, are going live on August thirteenth. And this is a game that's like, I think it's a great deal. It's 18 games in one. Um, it's actually 14 games. There's some repeats in there. But if you're interested in, in any of these and getting a physical edition, it looks like a pretty cool package. You get a case that looks like an NES cartridge, among other things. I think there's a book in there. Um, looks like a good deal. I, I commented I commented with a, with the Twitter that has like a, it shows more of what's, what's involved in there. Cause there's also, yeah, there's an NES cartridge. You said that, right? Yeah. There's an NES mm-hmm. cartridge that has a, that has the soundtrack in it. So the, so the NES cartridge is like the case for the CD that's in there. That has a mini CD that's soundtrack. Cool. So there you go. <laughs> and it has like a limited run dust sleeve and, and all that fun stuff. So is the cartridge an actual functional cartridge or it's just a CD case? No, it's just a CD. It's just, it's just a CD case. Yeah. Oh. Because that would be cool if they made like a modified plastic cartridge that you could also like snap a CD into. That had, cool. that held like 18 games somehow on the NES. Oh, they could probably make it work. I don't know. Oh, they really they could. Um, that's how there's some of the craziest emulation I've seen is when people put basically they put a Raspberry Pi into a cartridge and then it all it does is interface with the video signal and mm-hmm. the, the controller ports. So the console itself isn't even powering the game. But it's still supplying power and transmitting the info. So you could do anything on a Nintendo, really, if you just make your cartridge proprietary. So We're also getting another physical collection of Ori. Uh, the Ori games are coming for physical if you want them together, um, and then that's yeah. bundled together. That's both of them, which a lot of people two like games, those games. Never played them. Six collectible art cards. All the art cards that there are. Hey, there was a new trailer for No More Heroes 3. Yeah, I posted this one just because, you know, it looks crazy. And that'll that'll definitely be the next big purchase that I get, for sure, is, is, that, is that game. Because the more and more I see of it, the more ridiculous it looks. And, and it was that one, it was kind of going through some of the, some of the uh, superheroes that you fight, right? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. showing the names of them and stuff like that. And... It looks all like ridiculous balls out, like most of those games do, and I'm I'm all for it. I, I it's making more making me more interested in getting the other ones, which I never really played the other ones beyond a couple times uh, trying them with you. 
But it looks it looks super duper weird, like the characters do. There's like a lady who has like a hand that has another mouth on it that eats people, and all, all of the superheroes look super. It looks so weird. So I mean, yeah, those games are bizarre and fun and awesome, and the animation stuff looks great on there. So I'm excited. We also got a new trailer for Cruise and Blast, which is coming out in uh, September, September 13th, I believe. But it shows off all the different levels in this game. It's making making me more excited for this game too. It's just like I've been wanting a cruising or a uh, San Francisco rush on the Switch for a long time, and we're getting it, so I'm happy. This is. But the bad news is, it looks like it's going to cost forty dollars. Yeah, we were we were looking around trying to find a price for it because uh, I think one of the trailers said that it was that it was on pre-sale. So I thought maybe it would be on the eShop, but it's not on the eShop yet. But if you look for it, the physical copy of it at like Best Buy or or like Target and places like that, it shows it at thirty nine ninety nine, which is a lot higher than I thought that this game would be, especially considering that there's not that many tracks on there. There's only maybe like six race tracks, and forty dollars for like a five year old arcade game seems high to me. I don't know. Seems I would really I, I would rather play like, pay like twenty for it, but we'll see. We're gonna get Jet Set Radio's beat, the character beat. He's joining. Uh, super monkey ball banana mania. That's really weird. Yeah, beat in a ball. I want to know. <laughs> I, I want to know. Like, can you? Because the the first one, the banana blast one, the or whatever the fuck it's called, the one that I have, the mm. the one that was on Wii. Yeah, you you could use um, you could get Sonic on there when it came out, but I can't figure out how to get him on there now because I I don't know if that DLC is still available, but I want, I want Sonic on here too. Cause I want to move with, I want to play as Sonic in a ball. I don't know if you remember that when uh banana blitz first released, they had that on there and I have the game now and I can't figure out how to get Sonic on there. So if anybody knows uh comment, let me know so I can play as Sonic in a ball. But yeah, I guess that gives more reasons to play that. It's supposed to be in like full 60 frames per second. Also that the super monkey ball banana mania game is so, Cool. I was on board with it, on board for it before, and bring more weird psycho people and put them in balls. Let's do it. I'm for it. I want to see Ryu like searching for his father, his father's killer, in a ball, running around in a maze, being all serious. I, I want, I want him on the, I want him on the forklift thing in a ball. Right. <laughs> when I'm driving the forklift machine in a ball, they should do a Hitman ball. Hitman in a ball. Because there's Hit Hitman Go. I, I don't know if you remember that game on the on ios way back in the day but it was like hitman but it was like super duper boiled down into like mm-hmm. a board game type scenario remember that yeah. so Hit- hitman's not sega though well i guess sega you know sega tef- technically owns bayonetta so bayonetta could be in a ball in that you could bayonetta have a ball you could have bayonetta in a ball on i uh, know that's yeah. wearing a little too much for her i want uh what was you know, it she only uh, wears hair the ball has to be made out of hair <laughs> i want uh i want um What's his face in there? I want Kiryu Kazuma from uh, from uh, the Yakuza games. I want I want him in there. You because we'll never have Yakuza on a Nintendo product, but put him in a ball and put him in the game just to just to tease us people that want to see Yakuza on Switch. We'd have a little tiny bit of it on there. I want to see Reggie fees a in a ball. Yeah, <laughs> Segway. Yeah, Segway. Uh, Re- Reggie's uh, writing a book. Reggie's jumping on the Iwata. Well, I guess Iwata didn't write that book. Well, he did. He kind of did. He did, he, did but he did, and he didn't. And we promised to finish that book at some point. We'll definitely talk about it next week some more. But uh, yeah, I mean, Iwata, he wrote it, wrote the Iwata Ass, and then somebody put it in a book. But 
Reggie Fizeme is is going to write an actual book now. Yeah, it's called Disrupting the Game from the Bronx to the Top of Nintendo. It's coming out <laughs> May twenty fourth of next year. Disrupting the game. It sounds it sounds like such a there. There's a book. There's a wrestling book that the uh, that the Young Bucks wrote from AEW called Killing the Business. And I don't know, Disrupting the Game, Killing the Business. They kind of sound like the same book to me. I don't know. The titles mm-hmm. do. The same seem very similar. Same rhythm to it. Yeah, I guess. It's like why do we? It said like I turned everything on its head. Da 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 da. Yeah, and it's it's da, funny da, that da, da. there were there was a there was an article saying that Reggie Fizeme said that like the 3ds launch price was the biggest failure. I don't think he actually. I mean, he didn't decide that, right? I figured that was more of an Nintendo so Japan was, thing. So in the interview, he says that he well, it wasn't an interview. It was actually Game Explain went to a a talk that he was giving, and they were just reporting back what he said to one of their questions. So you didn't hear audio of it or anything, but but they said that. Uh, he reframed whatever the question was into what was his biggest failure at Nintendo from his perspective. And he, when they pitched that it was going to be 250 for the 3DS, when Nintendo pitched him that it was going to be 250, he fought back against it, but he thinks he didn't fight back hard enough. Oh, okay. He was going to say, because I don't think he actually had that much say in it. I mean, yeah, he's the president of Nintendo of America, but you know, most of the deciding right. of Nintendo takes place in Japan. So it's like, how much pull did he really have? But I guess he should have tried to make it even less. But then we wouldn't have got those, uh, you know, those extra 3DS games that, you know, some of us never got, like me. Those, those ambassador 3DS games. games that I pawned away with my 3DS. Yeah, oh, which you gave me. Limited run. They're publishing a Super Nintendo and Virtual Boy retrospective book. Two books. Publishing two books. I wonder if uh, I wonder if Mr. Parrish is involved with those because he works for Limited Run now, doesn't he? He it's his book. They're they're oh they're mm, his books. Nice. They're his books. He uh, credits Chris Kohler for loaning his entire collection to him because Chris Kohler has a complete Virtual Boy collection of I think both domestic and Japanese releases. So that's why they were able to do it. Yeah, and it comes with 3D glasses, or maybe that's like the deluxe version, but. That's cool. I, th- I think they've actually put like 3D images in it that you can view with the glasses. And those are and those are also available. I mean that these are like videos that he makes on YouTube as well, like the Super NES works and the Virtual Boy works and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Which I've watched. So just like I've watched a, a good amount of them. Version yeah. of it, pretty much. I've watched a good amount of them. There's a lot of really cool stuff in there. He really goes into depth. Oh, I watched all the Virtual Boy ones. Those are my favorite. I I, I follow because he had a special yeah. Virtual Boy console that. Someone he someone yeah. had modified. I'm not sure who exactly it was, but they modified it with a HDMI out, so he was able to play it on TV. Or it may it may not have been HDMI, but it had some kind of output where it output in black and white, and he was able to play the games like on a standard screen, so he could capture them that way. There's a there's a collector's edition that comes with a Super Nintendo game. Which, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> what comes with the cartridge with the Super Nintendo commemorative retro metal cart that looks like a Super Nintendo? For the virtual boy? Oh, for the SNES. For the SNES one. I'm looking at some of the pictures of it. Uh, yeah. The virtual boy one. If comes, I was going to get one, I, I would, it would be the virtual boy, obviously. The virtual boy also comes with a commemorative retro metal, metal cart and 3D glasses. So there you go. No, yeah, th- those videos are cool. I mean, you know, they're they're kind of friend of the show, I and mean, we we've talked to Jeremy Parrish multiple times on uh, 
mm-hmm. at the Midwest, Ga- Midwest Gaming Classic, and they are coming this year for sure. So we'll see them again. So it'll we'll be exciting. Suda51 mentioned that he hopes to make a No More Heroes TV show or movie. I hope, watch that. I hope that it's not on Netflix. I hope that it's an anime and it's not American made. That's what is what I ask from that. Have some good Japanese animation company do it. And then it'll actually be good. Uh, keep it away. I hope it's on Hulu and it has the whole cast from Big Bang Theory on it. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> do you even have Hulu? Or are you just like throwing it out, throwing it out there because you don't have it? <laughs> I have Hulu. <laughs> I hope that it's on HBO Max and it's directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's not going to happen because I don't think they like him anymore. But whatever. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. It's video game, TV, movies, Japanese I mean, stuff. Keep, totally it, in, keep it in up. Japan. This show's totally, or that show. See, I'm already calling it a show. That game was meant to be a show. It's set up that way. It was. It's set up like it's a game. It's episodic. Where, uh, yeah. It exactly. is. It is very episodic. Yeah, because it goes like person by person by person. It and would even be like the weird changes between games is like this is a new season, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if like I said, if anybody does it, I think it should be animated and it should be done by Japanese people because. It won't be as good and, and as weird if they do it any other way. So that's how I feel about that. Unless uh, Bruce Campbell plays the thing. <laughs> He's, Bruce Campbell's way too old to play a Travis Touchdown. Uh, but, he, but that might be great. He could be the mentor. He could be like Travis Touchdown's mentor yeah. or something. He, he could be it that. Could be him in the future. He can be yeah. the. He can be the guy that. Uh, he'd be the guy at the video store that that rents him like the the weird wrestling videos and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm excited to play another one of those games. Those games are great. I really enjoyed playing one and two on Switch when those came out, and they're not very long. So I mean, I, I beat them in a couple in like a week each. So there you go. What do you, Would what you guys you, be interested in this Tetris board game? Yeah, I was gonna say. What yes. Do you, what do you think about this Tetris board game? It looks kind of weird. Yeah, Polygon it's like, says it's just Tetris. That's exactly. I think it's perfect translation of Tetris to a board game. You each get. You each have your own. Uh, panel like it's four players and then you have pieces that you're you're drawing from cards to see what piece comes next and trying to get rid of the lines and that's it it's tetris physical in a board game that's crazy like does the does it like disappear somehow when you get the when you when you when you get the get the um it seems like it employs similar uh like to connect four where you're like dropping it down into an actual like poly case and then it's and you can hit a thing and it'll come out the bottom. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, supposedly like they played like a prototype version of it and it seemed like the pieces got, would get stuck and stuff. So, I mean, I kind of understand like if this was meant for a retail release at a cheap price, it's probably not going to be the highest quality pieces. So you're not going to get that satisfying clack, clack, clack like you would with Connect 4. But I would be willing to try it if, it, if it's not going to break the bank. It's like $20. I would especially be keen on trying to figure out a way to turn it into a drinking game. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Drink every time you get a, a teaspoon or you get a Or every time you get a line, you get to give away a drink or something along those lines. Sure. Be- because everybody knows how to play Tetris. So if it's that easy to adapt to the rules, then it could be a pretty fun party game. It looks cool. I mean, I think the design's cool, like with the see-through the see-through uh whatever you tetraminos yeah if anything else it could be a cool thing to look at like just to sit on your windowsill or whatever it, i mean it's only it's only it, it's uh 20 bucks as of right now so 
that's a sheet. And it's already ready for like a retail release, right? Like they're going to sell it at was it Target? Yeah, at the bottom here it has it has a link to 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 Target, twenty dollars to Target. So I don't know. It's a yeah. So never mind. That's not a prototype. They probably had a retail release, and it's probably kind of shoddy. For twenty bucks, it's got to be. I think it's already out. It says I can pick it up right now. It's a Target near me. (laughs) So I mean, well. It must leave it, it to Tetris to drop. I, th- I think it's already yeah, it, already, it, it already exists. Or leave it to Tetris to fast drop. I, I mean, this was a review. My own this was a review from Polygon that we were looking at, so it's already out. Maybe somebody will. Yeah, they it. only review things that are available at retail. That's how reviews work. Yes. But speaking of not review stuff, why don't you guys talk about this Activision stuff, which I'm really not following at all. What's been what's been yeah, happening? I'm just briefly looking at it. Um, yeah, so more developments. Uh, they've hired a union-busting firm as workers are starting to come together. But the good news, the employees have formed a coalition to reject the CEO's choice of law firm. So they're still... It sounds like things are basically like splintering in all corners there. What I'm uh, gathering, but, and, and this is a lot from what I listened to on Acts of the Blood God, which... Trey, you told me last week I would hear it eventually, so I did hear it. Yeah. What I'm hearing is a lot of this. (laughs) On the free feed, yeah. I really need to support them. I listen to them every week, and every time I check the feed, I've already read or I've already heard everything, so I need more content. But uh, yeah, it it sounds like it's mostly a Blizzard thing. Sure, sure, Activision owns Blizzard, so they should be held accountable Mm. as the parent company, but it sounds like it's Blizzard themselves that are the the most toxic of all this. Mm. Yeah, the president mess. of Blizzard stepped down. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean that was kind of. I mean, that's what people were saying, right? That it was the company that was the toxic thing of it, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's. I I believe it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really following it because I don't really. I just don't care that much about Activision or Blizzard. Like I've never really followed them, but I'm glad that people aren't I mean, you like care about Blizzard get, getting their. Wasn't that uh? Wasn't your uh, with the Dairy Queen? Oh, uh, I, no. I did buy. I did Black buy Thorn. the. I did buy the the Blizzard Arcade Collection. Yes, so I so I mm-hmm. did buy a Blizzard thing this year. So there you go. Because Blackthorn, yes. Because <laughs> well, I mean, I liked Blizzard. I liked Blizzard in the nineties when they made Super Nintendo games. Is <laughs> what is what I know is a the death of return and Su- death and return of Superman and and Blackthorn. So. Was the games that I know of Blizzard and Activision, of course, made a bunch of Spider-Man games and uh, Tony Hawk games. So, yes, I have all those as well. But those are from the olden times. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that they're not busting unions because that sucks. Let the, let the people Nintendo have, have let the people have rights. I'm here. I'm getting a very similar vibe of what was what's been going on in Amazon. Like, it's like, well, you know what. We're not letting <laughs> yeah. you rise up. We're gonna fucking step all over you, and we're going to deny everything. And the difference here is that they've got a, like a lawsuit from the state itself against them. Yeah, it didn't. didn't I mean, didn't Amazon like have like they were having like help groups or something to try to like distract you from joining a union? Mm-hmm. Like it's like instead of giving you actual benefits, we're going to give you all these bullshit, bullshit like workout mm-hmm. groups or something that you can do together. It was like so much garbage from from what I'd heard of it. That's stupid and i don't completely understand it but they were offering like the people that were going to be part of the walkout they were as a company offering those people like paid time off for their walkout but then i saw online like 
don't accept that because that's proof that you walked out or I don't know. I don't know how much merit that has because I'm just going off of like a comment section. You know, I don't want to like take it to heart, but it really looks like they're just trying to like, oh, well, there are these like people who haven't completely decided yet that we can still like sway to stay with the company by tricking them. Yeah. Into not walking out or, or they are going to walk out, but we, we can hold them accountable for it or we can say they're still like, I don't know if that means they're planning on firing them or holding them accountable later or what, but God, it's weird. It's weird seeing like in just in like the broad daylight, seeing these like union tactics, like busting tactics. Yeah. They don't even hide it's it. It's just the way it is now. <laughs> they don't even hide it. They just want you to know that they're garbage and it's, yeah, it's just right there, right in your face. Well, Nintendo has a lawsuit of their own that they won this week, and they won $30 million from this company. Um, they were rep- apparently infringing on a patent related to touch touchscreen controls and uh, and a virtual joystick on, on a touchscreen. So they were able to talk it down from $92 million, and that was going to be the original reward, and they settled for 30 so it it, it, it it like it goes all the way back to the fucking thumb shoe is what mm-hmm. they're is what they're saying yeah, the about thumb shoe. yeah the little thing that you put on your thumb to make it a virtual joystick like that's it goes yep. that far back which that's cra- that's crazy i was thinking it must have been yeah it's going yeah. back to the capacitive touch screen well see that thumb shoe was good for something it won nintendo 30 million dollars <laughs> yeah remember that thing yeah oh my god the only thing i ever really used it for that i actually kind of liked was for metroid prime hunters i guess to, to aim actually i think i bought one yeah because i got the ds Lite, which didn't come with the thumb shoe and i think I, I bought a used one so i could use it for metroid prime hunters because by the time it you came out a used shoe i did I bought, well, I bought a used one of those. So you could aim with your thumb, so you didn't have to use the mm-hmm. stylus. It just made it work so much better. But it only worked good for that game. And I, I guess... It came with, I thought the shoe was built into the default it was. wrist strap. No, but there was no wrist strap for the DS Lite. Is why you, oh, is why you needed oh. another one. If you bought the new one, the DS Lite, the better one, it didn't come with it, because I got, got rid of that. So if you wanted to get one, you had to order an older one, which I did. So, mm. there you go. And it sort of works for Kid Icarus Uprising, depending on who you talk to. It's a thimble. Depending on who you talk to. It's a classic thimble. Kind of, I guess. Happy anniversary to Streets of Rage, 30 years old as of August 2nd. There you go. Still raging after all these years. Our Streets of Rage, uh, maybe that's why they were waiting on the Mr. X stuff to to kind of of I'm wearing my shirt today. He's actually actually Mr. XXX. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for 30. Oh, this man, he's like porn star sorry no that wasn't funny <laughs> there was some news uh related to streets of rage where one of the developers revealed that axel stone's most famous special move uh, which is performed by tapping in the same direction twice and pressing attack uh is actually called the ground upper and not the grand upper as fans have thought all along oh wow. I'd, i always i never really i always thought he just said up the punks whenever he did it <laughs> that's because that's what it sounded like in the game. I don't even know what he's yelling. What is he yelling he's when, he, when he does it? Up. It's like, yeah. Sounds kind of like that. Okay. Well, I guess it, it could be either. Ground up. Yeah. Ground up. Yeah. There you go. Well, we got a Texas uh, 
Texas Tetris. We got a Texas hoedown here, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got a. We got, I'm saying Tetris and Maximus at once. We got a, we got a Texas theme Maximus Cup coming. Out. That, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> where it's like, yeah, it's like this month is all about Dallas. Hey, you want a Dallas theme for your Tetris 99? Well, here you go. Here it is. <laughs> it's Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword themed. Yeah, no, no, uh, no surprise on that. But once again, I will play it this weekend so I can get the stupid theme. So there you go. Yeah, I'm gonna try Tetris 99. Bringing me back. Well, yeah, but you, you know, you'll be home, right? You guys, you guys play Tetris 99 together. So I'll be gone. Fine. Or are you going on a vacation? We're going camping. Yeah, Friday, Saturday. You got to You got to use. And you, then I get to come right back to work Sunday. You got to turn your phone. Well, I think it goes till Tuesday, right? Don't these now? I was gonna say turn yeah. your. I was gonna say turn your phone into a hotspot, and then yeah. connect your switch to it in your camping site and play for like an hour. No, I mean that was you don't have to do that. But it says it goes till. I'm gonna try. It if says, it goes through Monday, then I can try Sunday. It says it goes to the ninth, so it'll it goes all the way till midnight on Monday night. So. Oh, well, then I can definitely play. So maybe you can play. When I get home from work Sunday night, maybe. I think it starts on Thursday, too. Oh, well, no, it starts It starts at midnight. So mm-hmm. technically, that's still Thursday night. So it starts at midnight on Friday. So you can start playing it, you know, tomorrow night. Which you have. You have that. So there's that. But yeah, no, I keep it, keep it coming. Keep bringing me back to Tetris 99 to get these themes. I'm all for it. Can't wait to see how they screw this one up. <laughs> it, it was revealed this week that uh, Nintendo very, very nearly had a sizable presence at the Tokyo Olympics, but they pulled out because they didn't want to have the uh, bad image of supporting a giant event drawing in thousands of people during a pandemic. Yeah, there's. A, there's I think the, they were smart to avoid yes. being part of this because the the original like person who was tapped to to do the opening ceremony music Cornelius. Mm-hmm. And I actually know this artist, like a friend of mine had me listening to it like way back in the day. We're talking like 10 plus years ago, my friend Kyle, who's I'm actually in a band with now, but he, um, he was like really into Cornelius and he like loaned me a couple CDs and I really liked it. And it's really good, like electronic music, but apparently that guy's a piece of shit and was really, really abusive and, he bullied that he bullied um a lot of people when he was in school and boasted about it later and it was really bad bullying like it was really bad like it was definitely like sexual assault level bullying that oh, he was geez. doing so he basically was boasting about it in some interviews from like the, or like you know like 10 years ago and um that's what people are pissed off about because it's not like, you know, this is some like hearsay where someone's like, well, you know, he did this to me when I was younger. No, he's bragging about it and laughing about it in these interviews that are easily to find online. So uh, they got rid of him and then they replaced him with, for the most part, like a, I guess it was like a montage of a bunch of different stuff, but it was mainly like the dragon quest composer who I guess also is somewhat problematic. Yeah, he's got, he's, uh, yeah, I've heard that it's like one of those things where he feels, feels like Japan did no wrong in World War Two, and then that sort of thing. Yeah, and he's sort, got some anti-gay yeah. and anti-trans views that are pretty... Yeah, that yeah. too. I mean, he's, re- he, Yikes. he's really old. He's old as fuck. He's yeah. very old, yeah. So, 
I don't know. Yeah, I think Nintendo did the right thing, like avoiding this one, and uh, they may not have even known the other controversy that was going to arise, or maybe they did, but yeah, they stayed away at a good time. Yeah, I remember when they announced the Tokyo Olympics a couple years ago, and they had the the president come out of a a green warp pipe with a Mario hat on. Yeah, so that was the signal that Nintendo was going to be huge at the Olympics, which would have been cool to see. But I'm glad that they pulled out. They did the right thing. Well, by the time, yeah, by the time it got there, it's like maybe we. I mean, should we even be doing it still? Like maybe we should postpone it. Like till I don't know, Delta variant and all that shit. I don't know. And it, I mean, you know, when you get to Japan, I mean, when I got to Japan at that airport that we flew into, there's a big sign that says, welcome to Japan from Nintendo. Like Japan and Nintendo are very, you know, it's just weird to have it without, but, but then again, it's, yeah, the whole thing has been, been not great. So good on them for not being there. This is something that I just learned about the other day, but ESPN is going to show on Friday on their YouTube channel, the Stern Pinball Invitational Pinball Championship on, on on ESPN, not ESPN proper. It's on the YouTube channel, but still, gaming is becoming more and more uh, a sport. I guess. I wonder how they're going to film that. Just like, just put the camera over the over the pinball machine. It's. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> you know, they probably got specialized cameras for that kind of. They thing. just got to hook it, hook it to the top. Yeah, I mean, even hook them into the actual machine. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. I'll definitely check it out. I'm interested to see how they're going to film it, make it a, a TV show as well. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. How about one last thing here? Uh, the Sega uh, Arcade in Tokyo, a Sega Arcade in Tokyo, is going to be closing after 28 years. Ikebukuro. Ikebukuro. I, I, went, I mm. went there in uh, Shin Megami Tensei, so I know that place well. <laughs> I went I went there in the game because, you know, everything there is, is Tokyo. But, yeah, that was that was one of the places I was at. But I've been, I, went to, years, I, oh, wow. I went, to, went to these Segas, but I didn't go to this one in particular. Because I don't think we went to Ikebukuro. But, yeah. It sucks to see these closing. I mean, they were all over the place while we were down there. But while we were there, you know, there was a lot. I mean, there were people out. A lot more people out going to arcades. And they're not anymore. So, you know, as very much as they shouldn't. So, yeah, it sucks. But I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. I don't know what else to say about that. But, yeah. I don't know. Get vaccinated, people. So we can have uh, places stop closing because then we can actually go to places and sport places. Or Things don't seem great in Japan. That's sad because that's where a lot of great games come from. So, yeah, and they were the well, next, so games could be made. Well, they, I mean, they and were strict. So I can go to Tokyo eventually. Yeah, I mean, they're stricter about it there. So it's like, uh, so it, so you would think. I mean, there's less people thinking that like the vaccine is actually causing COVID and all that other bullshit that you hear here. But there's still uh, a big pushback. Well, apparently there's still like not a huge availability of the vaccine for the general populace, and oh yeah, there's that. Um, also, like there's a big pushback publicly that they should have postponed the Olympics further. But yeah, well they should. The bottom line is like the money that was put into it; they have to do it from a capitalistic standpoint. So that's why. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, so they they just didn't want to delay it again, I guess. All right. Well, uh, I think I think that's our news for this week. I think that's been our episode 282. If you like hearing our voices, go to patreon.com slash podcast and you can listen to more extra bonus episodes that are only on there. We just recorded an episode, as we said earlier, about our uh, about endings, various endings of video games. We talk about 
first games we beat, like stuff we beat in interesting situations, stuff that we didn't beat and we were ashamed of, all sorts of things like that. It's It was a fun talk where we just talked about a bunch of different stuff. And you could check that out right now if you go to patreon.com slash Podcast. And if you want to find us on the internets, you can find me at Nintendo underscore domain on Twitter. You can find Jeremy at jmaxtech. And as I said before, I did my first stream in like a month last night on twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. So I'm going to try to keep my regular schedule of Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday on there. So stop by and watch whatever shit I'm playing on there. And of course, you know, youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast also. I promise that our other show, How Is It Now, will be resurrected soon enough as well, too, now that I'm not working as much. We'll probably be back up on that in the next week or so. So in the meantime, check out our 50 episodes we have on there of that. But yeah, that's been episode 282. We're your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Litter. And we'll see you next week. See you. Domain overpaid man fails to even manage company for that much money. <laughs> overpaid man can't afford to apologize. <laughs> Those are both pretty good.